crazy and scary video unfolding from, of course, Israel, where people at an EDM festival literally had Hamas militants fly in through parachutes to southern Israel, where, of course, chaos and havoc broke out. We're going to be talking about that, plus a lot more, all here for the next two hours on this independent media broadcast with a packed house of many very important special guests, as, of course, we are joined by Clint Russell, also Ian Crossland, who is here just for a limited time. He still has a plane to catch, and, of course, Stephanie, the button pusher, is here. But before getting into all the news, all the latest guests, we wanted to remind you guys, if you want to be a part of the conversation, go to mysuperchat.com. Steph, put the browser on just so I could show people how they could do this. Once you go to mysuperchat.com, you're able to, of course, input a one-time donation with a message. That message will be read for everyone as you will be a part of the conversation. If you give over $99, it will be an instant text-to-speech Super chat that, of course, will be read to everyone, as, of course, this is one way you guys could be a part of this conversation while also supporting independent media, as super chats are more important. Our own version of super chats through Streamlabs that only takes 3% and not YouTube. 30% is something that's critically important for the future of this independent media broadcast to survive, as, of course, there's a lot of censorship, especially when it comes to the very tumultuous, the very divisive, the very emotional issue that everyone's going through right now, and that is the upheaval that's happening right now in the Middle East. And, uh, Ian, we don't have you for for that long. You have a flight to catch. How do we get peace in the Middle East? Pray, meditate, let uh, set it in motions. Think, visualize what it is, and then have no thought for uh, 30 minutes at a time or 40 minutes at a time. If you can get about 10,000 people to do that in synchronicity, it'll probably change. There have, you you know, you you know, I, I love you, Ian. You're incredible and you're awesome. And you always bring things to perspective that I think, you know, a lot of people don't appreciate because there have been larger psychological studies and studies specifically showing how group meditations and mass meditations actually do have some kind of effect. And if you really want to be kind of a, a hippie and delve down to it, we are all kind of energy. I think the energy is a little bit frantic now. We didn't do introductions. We're going to do introductions after Ian leaves. Of course. Because we only have Ian here for for a little bit here, who, of course, was here with us for the Miami In Real Life event with Matt Gates, with Patrick Bat David, with James O'Keefe. We had a crazy week. You were a part of that panel as well. But, um, you know, we were also on the Fresh and Fit podcast yesterday talking about this issue a little bit. Have you been able to kind of ruminate? You, You have a very unique, interesting perspective What's your perspective on, on all the crazy stuff that's happening right now in the Middle East? I, you know, I, I don't know if this is like uh, another kind of Pearl Harbor where like they knew something was coming, but they didn't know what or where. So they were, and they also wanted a reason to go to war to stamp it out. This, I'm talking about Hamas and this, this kind of this quell, this, these people. And so they kind of like, they're like, you know what, this is like, just, just, I, I don't know. I don't think they gave a stand down order, but I, it's possible that it's like we need something to. I don't know, man. It's so horrible to presume these things right now because those dudes, those people stormed in and started executing humans and like kidnapping children and stuff. So like, if if it if it was sometimes you just don't know when it's coming or where it's coming from. So even with Pearl Harbor, they said, oh, they knew it was coming, but like, yeah, what they, they knew it, a, an attack in the Pacific was coming. That doesn't mean they knew it was coming at Pearl Harbor. They just because you know, like something's coming someday it doesn't mean you know where or well, when i think the the reason i'm more skeptical even than you is 
that's one of the most defended or highly defended borders in the world. As we were talking before the show, it's like other than North Korea, the border between you know Palestine on the West Bank and Israel is they have the highest level uh, you know sensory equipment that's that's placed there. They have troops that are there twenty four seven. I don't understand how four hundred troops come across the border without there being a full defensive force there. It just it just strikes me as utterly bizarre. And that, that leads me to a whole bunch of other questions, which I'm sure we'll get into later. The, the Palestine One building, um, there's video of it coming down. It got hit by a missile. And then I think not Palestine One. It's called the Palestine Building or something. Yeah. Um, it looks like it fell in near free fall speed, which is indicated controlled demolition of some sort, which would indicate if that's true, I could be wrong, but just looking at it over and over and over again, it looks like it's falling in free, near free fall. Maybe the um, IDF, the Israeli Defense Force had already lined that building because it was a Hamas headquarters or something with explosives, and they're like, if they even make a move, we're blowing the building. Maybe, maybe it's possible. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you know. I, thinking about the the layers here, I don't, I don't think that that's needed, or 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 even something that is on my particular radar because there's a lot of civilian life loss. That's that's incredulous on both sides. I I, I think this is an issue that's so polarizing. We don't even need to get into the to, to the weeds of it because this has been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and, you know, it reaching this moment, this kind of incident where so many innocent human beings lost their lives, which is go lost their lives, which is going to be responded to with more innocent people losing their lives is just Something that's uh, incredibly off-putting and incredibly depressing. Something that we are going to see a lot of people divided on very staunchly. As already on social media, you need to take you need to take a side. You need to pick a side. Are you on the Palestinian side or are you on the Israeli side? I'm like, can we just be on the side of not trying to kill uh, our fellow innocent man or children or women that are getting kidnapped right now and have horrible things done to them that we can't mention here on this broadcast again? What we're going to do here is we're going to be live for one hour on YouTube. We're going to keep it family friendly. Alex Stein is going to be coming in. He is in traffic right now, and his uh, lazy liberal butt will be over here <laughs> in just a few minutes. And of course, he's going to be continuing the conversation as Ian is going to be uh, leaving soon in just a little bit. But um, it's about 10 minutes now. Any kind of thoughts, any kind of considerations that you want to get out there to the general public, Ian? Well, I, the thing about war is it's crazy. Like, the first thing I thought when I heard the news was like, we got to defend Israel. This is crazy. And that, that was the first thing I thought when 9-11 happened is we got to defend America. We need, to, we need to go to war with whoever did this. We need to destroy them. And then I found out, or I started to believe later, like, okay, maybe there's more to it. But the thing about war is you don't really have time to think about maybe there's more to it. If it's a real war, if it's a real attack, you have to act instantly. Um, and it, it terrifies me. I don't want to say things that inflame the wrong things on social media. I, a lot of people, I think, are making the mistake of being sarcastic about it, which <clears throat> do not do that right now. Um, well, I think we need humor, though. I think we need to laugh. And I, and I think it's, it is very difficult and, and something that you got to be very careful of. Because either way, even on just reporting things, if you say things in a wrong way, people are just going to jump down your throat. The situation is so tense. And the only thing that could really release a lot of the tension is just people sometimes trying to make someone laugh. And I think I appreciate those attempts. So I, I, I would kind of disagree. I like I like sarcasm. Maybe I, 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 want, I want someone to be like, hey, you know, uh, let, let's try to relax here a little bit. Let's try to take it easy here. Let's try to, you know, oh. try to try to at least, you know. I got to go. Yeah. 
Um, well, the, final thoughts here. Like, yeah. uh, keep the sarcasm out of text. If you're going to be sarcasm or joke or bring levity to it, do it with your voice, with yeah. your human, your humanity, so people can hear your tone and understand why you're or where you're coming from. Yeah, That'll maybe help. don't be dismissive. Yeah, I, I, I got to bounce my Ubers. Yeah, yeah. Bye, guys. All right, Safe Ian, travels, Ian. Ian Crossland, really uh, appreciate you. Uh, he was sleeping on the couch uh, behind me here, staying uh, <laughs> here uh, for uh, last night. And uh, truly, we had a very crazy, busy, uh, a, a huge workload that we're all still recovering from this past week. Ian, safe trip. Bye, Appreciate Thank you. you so uh, I think you, we can maybe see him. Wave, wave goodbye. There you go. We see him in see Steph's ya. camera. <laughs> uh, appreciate you. Um, and uh, Alex Stein is reporting that there is a car on fire on the highway <laughs> with him trying to to get here. I'm like, I told him, I'm like, you better play firefighter uh, and you better get your butt over here. So Alex Stein will be over here in just a few minutes. But now, since Ian... Um, blessed us with his hippy-dippy presence. We can now finally do introductions. We're also joined by, by of course, the co-host of the show, Clint Russell of the Liberty Lockdown Podcast. Clint, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Luke. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I had such a good week, and then I, I was obviously... I was one of the guests over at, uh, at Timcast IRL Miami, and it was an amazing, amazing event. I, I feel like uh, Patrick Beck David kind of stole the show with his motivational... Uh, speeches, but everybody did a great job. It was just a, a fantastic event. And then I, I wake up the next morning to find out that the Palestinians, or I don't know if it's the Palestinians, but it was the, that night. I remember being at night. the after party at like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh, geez, yeah. like this is ridiculous. And, and the footage, and we have seen more footage, I think, on social media from what, what is happening in Israel than I think we have seen from the entirety of the Ukraine war. I find yeah. that odd, by the yeah. way. Um, but I don't. I don't want to go there with the conspiracy so so quickly. I just think it's it's obviously utterly tragic. Um, it's the the loss of life is really profound, and and the videos of it make it uh, particularly striking. I think, and it and it sets me. It gives me pause in in my analysis, and um, I think that's necessary. I think that's what I've been trying to advocate to people all all day today on X or Twitter. Uh, is just that like. There's going to be a lot of videos. We've already seen community notes that have been taking down uh, videos that are out of context, videos that are m many years old that are, people are trying to portray as it being uh, in real time, and it's just not. So, And I there's fake videos. There's like video game footage of fake airplanes and fake helicopters being shut down. And I'm like, there's so much disinformation. There's so much propaganda here. But, uh, but a lot of the footage is visceral. A lot of the footage is real. Yep. And it is highly emotional to the point where people are losing a lot of their logic and they just want blood, which is, uh, again, not rational. And, uh, you know, something uh, some people would say the nature of a human condition. Well, it's, it's the uh, same stuff we saw in the early days of, of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's like it's very hard to tell heads or tails like what it what is actually transpiring i mean it's it's clear that it's happening and it's clear that it's terrible um but then you also see people that are like piling on with with either fake footage or footage that is years old uh they were they were showing you know uh iranian clerics that were chanting death to america and things like that and and that was years old uh but people are are putting it out there as if it was happening as as a result of the news of this new attack and i, I just feel like the, the neoconservatives, particularly in America, are really salivating to try and finally take out, you know, Wesley Clark's seventh nation that he listed back in 2004 when he was running for president. Uh, and Iran was the last one. All six of the others have been bombed by the United States empire. Iran's the one that hasn't really. And it seems as if 
uh, because they are responsible for a lot of the funding and arming of Hamas that people are trying to justify an all-out invasion, and that scares the hell out of yeah, me. It's not just Iran. It's also Qatar. It's also, very interestingly, Saudi Arabia. It's also a lot of other countries that used to be at odds with each other that are kind of coming together and saying, we're going we're going to go after Israel, which is crazy. But I, I, again, uh, fin- to finish up the introductions, we also have Steph here, who did also work her butt off during the Timcast IRL week. Uh, thank you, Steph, for uh, all the hard work that you put into uh, helping, uh, you know, Thank the, be- you. the Beanie Man and everything else. And uh, how are you? I'm great. That was such a great experience. It was so nice to meet the team. I feel like it was an extended family. It was really great. And I just had an awesome time. Yeah, thank you so much. Exhausting, right? <laughs> right. No, it's good. I go on the cold plunge, feel great after, keep going. All right. So we had a super chat by Shelly from MN who donated $10. Thank you so much, Shelly. I really appreciate that. She says, quote, just a thank you for being there for real news. Thank you, Shelly. I really appreciate that. Again, if anyone wants to super chat, they can very easily through a new system that we're using right now on mysuperchat.com. Very simply, just go in here, put the dollar amount of whatever you want to donate. If it's over $99, it will automatically trigger a text to speech and your text will be read to everyone online whatever donation you put in we of course are going to be reading it as this is the perfect way to be a part of the conversation here as the news here is is just uh is just kind of surreal it's kind of crazy the 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 clip that we played in the beginning of this broadcast is being shared around by a lot of people showing just people dancing at a music festival in Israel, just kind of oblivious to literal paragliders of Hamas uh, soldiers moving into Israel, parachuting in, and then uh, moving through, of course, civilian neighborhoods and communities and um, doing really horrible and speakable things that we can't mention here on this particular broadcast. But just shows you just um, how you have to appreciate every little moment you got at any moment it could change very drastically we were talking yesterday with uh, Tim Poole we were all having lunch with some of the team members and uh, he kind of looked over everyone and he was like hey you know the world's getting crazy you know you better enjoy he told he told us to kind of everyone you better enjoy the little moments we have like now where it's calm it's peaceful and you're able to have a really good meal in uh, Hipsterville, which is Brickle. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it, it's something that I think about a lot because what, what, what just happened to the people of Israel, they were just kind of living, hanging out. What's happening to the people also in Palestine right now, they were just living, hanging out, and then out of nowhere comes bombs. Out of nowhere comes men with firearms that, of course, for a, a political and religious reason, are trying to take your own life and existence. So th- that that to me is just something that that I I, I I think we had it too good for too long in in many instances. I I think a lot of people don't appreciate just the good times that we have been in, and um, they're taking advantage of it to the point where it's creating that scenario that everyone always keeps talking about. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times. Bad times create strong men. Uh, I, I think, I don't know what you guys think, but I think we're in the phase where weak men create bad times. I'm a little bit more optimistic in that we are in the bad times that are eventually going to create the strong men, but it's like, you know, it's a gradient. I think what made that, that footage uh, particularly profound was it is what you're describing is like value your life value the good times well that footage is of people at a rave probably on 
hallucinogens or whatever, you know, living the, their best life. And simultaneously, you have a paragliding militant in the backdrop. It's just unimaginable. It, it's simulation theory, like it, right in your face. It just doesn't even feel like it's possible. Wow. Um, but it's real. It, it actually happened. It's incredible. But I, I completely agree, you know, trying to, to find reasons to... Um, be be in the be in the present, be in the moment, and and realize how blessed, particularly people in America, have been. Now, keeping in mind simultaneously that through those those decades of peace domestically, we have been at nonstop war, and it has not been peaceful for much of the rest of the world. So, I still lament that fact, but I, I agree with you that um, it's very important that we enjoy the good times while they're here, and also try to call out our politicians and our government for doing really bad and evil things that are leading up to a, a lot of these situations. As I, you know, I found very something very striking that a, a lot of the the kind of uh, Hamas trips they used to have AKs, but they don't have AKs now. They have M4s, and I'm like, why do they have M4s? They have also a, a lot of advanced military hardware that uh, I, I, I think was very crucial to what many people say is a very surprising military success by the Hamas troops in southern uh, Israel. So uh, if you look at I Iran and their kind of participation in this, and I, I, I think it's fair to say it's not just Iran. I, I, I think there's other spheres of influence here that play up to the larger conflict between the U.S. petrodollar and the BRICS nations. I think, I think Russia, I think China also probably have a hand in this as well. And we're seeing the kind of tides kind of form. We're seeing the alliances form with the different nations coming together. And uh, it, it's, it's truly very troubling, to, to say the least, as it's not just Israel versus a lot of the, the Islamist states. It's, it's also Azerbaijan and Armenia. It's also Russia and Ukraine. It's also Taiwan versus China. So we're really shaping up to a very, very dangerous situation on the world stage because when one war, war kind of starts, and this is why I was always staunchly anti-war. This is why when the, the war in Ukraine was heating up, um, this is why when the war was going on all the way back in 2014, many people forget that under the, the Obama administration and Trump administration, the war was still going on in Ukraine between the eastern regions and, of course, the western regions. There was shelling, there was shooting, there were sniper fires, there was an estimated 10,000 people who have lost their lives between... 2014 and the official outbreak of the war in Ukraine. During that conflict, it was Donald Trump that sent lethal weapons to Ukraine and also further escalated to the situation. But when we look at the, the, the larger kind of trajectory of it, all it takes is one domino to fall and then another country says, okay, this is our opportunity. The United States is distracted here. The United States is reporting that they're running out of munitions. They're running out of bombs. They're running out of bullets since they're giving it all to NATO, since they're giving it all to Ukraine. This could be a, a, an opportune situation where they won't be able to concentrate a lot of their forces. They won't be able to respond. Geopolitically, uh, you also see a lot of propaganda now with Hamas talking about how they have a lot of the drones that they're using now in Ukraine. And if they do, this is, this is changing the battlefield to... Um, an insurgency that has a, a bigger probability of having more of an effect than they ever did before because of this latest drone modern warfare that we're now all in that sadly there's no going back from. There's no way we could put put the, what's the phrase here? Put the bunny in the Pandora box? Is, is that the correct phrase here? <laughs> I, think I, just, I think I just made that one up myself. But, but there's no going back 
to the technological advancements that have made insurgency conflicts like we saw in Ukraine possible for other uh, countries and forces like Hamas who are going to be using drones, who are going to be using the latest technological advancements against a, a very well-equipped is Israeli military that is going to be going into their territory. So this is going to be bad for, for everyone all around, as we're getting a lot of different reports of a lot of other countries also mobilizing, also getting involved here. And uh, who knows, this could be the linchpin that, that, that truly does kind of break the dam on everything. Well, that's, that's my big fear. And as you're well aware, uh, as Ron Paul popularized, it was, uh, you know, CIA's term for this is blowback. It's, our, our munitions, our technology that has been left behind both in Afghanistan and is currently being uh, deployed in Ukraine are now being used by Hamas against our, quote-unquote, greatest ally in Israel. Uh, this, is, this is just a product of a, a geopolitical uh, system that is totally run amok. And without further ado... We got the man, the myth, the legend, Alex Stein, actually joining Prime us here for this building. conversation. Yeah. These pillows supposed to be here on purpose for yes. comfort. Okay, good. Yes, yes, know. they are. This is nice. Okay. Up, homie? Well, thank you so, so much. What are we for talking about? Geopolitics, uh, my favorite. We're just talking about you know, Israel, Palestine, fun stuff. So, so uh, Alex, um, peace in the Middle East. How do we make it happen? Uh, fix, fix all the world's problems. Fix all the solutions. Give us everything right now. You just You're, came out of Miami we have traffic. We end all organized <laughs> religion, and then we have to worship the state and the new world order. And then okay. If we all become one country, then we can't fight each other. So I think the elites actually have a good idea. Oh, man. You know, the one world order, then we're all on the same team. Yeah. I mean, so. uh, you do bring up a very interesting point <laughs> since they do want you to worship Moloch. They want you yeah. to worship Lucifer. They want you to give up all of your all of your religion to, to you know, essentially, you know, have the knee at the altar of the state and uh, just sacrifice everything. But we were going over the, through some of the news reports. Uh, but before that... Uh, I. I have to turn on the AC. The AC just went down for a little bit. I'm going to turn on the AC. Do you want anything to drink? Do you want a water? Do you want a tea? Water. I'll take some water. I'll, I'll yeah. get some tea and coffee. You guys talk with each, within each other for, yeah. for a little bit here about your latest time in Miami. I'm going to pull up some articles here in a little bit too as sure. well. But I'm going to just go. I'm going to turn up the AC because yeah. it's hot. It's no, no worries. Yeah, it is warm. But no, seriously, I don't think there's ever going to be any uh, you know resolution to the conflict in the Middle East. I think that's pretty obvious, yeah. right? I well, mean, it it doesn't seem like it. That's for sure. And my my biggest concern and like. The, we had this brief window of time where we had the GOP that seemed to be pretty anti-war, and boy, did that flip over the Dude, past twenty-four hours. That didn't last long at all. No, like, when like, did we have that? Where well, the, I mean, the right was kind, kind of with Ukraine, kind of yeah, like Lindsey Graham, and then won even more aircraft carriers. All right, so I meant I, I meant the fringe right. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, so all the people America now, first, folks. All the people that are calling for the death of uh, you know everybody in the Gaza Strip. Well, because I mean, that's not going to solve it either. I mean, everybody's like, oh, let's just level the Gaza Strip. I don't understand how that's going to make it even better. I mean, it's well, just going to make things I mean, more insane. <laughs> even if it does make it better, it's still a genocide. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a mass murder. It's like, a culling of humans. And there's going to be Muslim people that are there. There's going to be uh, Israeli, Jewish people. So it's that's what I didn't understand with the terror attacks on 9-11. And that's why I think like a lot of this stuff is um, an inside job or whatever. Because even if these terrorists, let's just say the official story of 9-11, and these are the 9-11 hijackers, if their idea was like, oh, we're going to go hijack these planes, fly into a building to, you know, just kill these whatever infidels or I forget whatever the Muslim word is for an inferior person, you would know that those planes are going to kill some Muslim people. Sure. So I don't understand if you're a Muslim, you want to help Muslim people, why is it okay in your religion to go kill other Muslim people? 
Because they're sacrificing themselves for the cause. I know, but you're sacrificing Muslims. Or I'm saying, let's say this is that's a plan. like a great no, 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 deed no, no. on saying, there for them. That's like wow, like that's the best thing I could have done with my but life. But is that not a sin? All of a sudden, if you kill people that are on your own team, if you kill other Muslims, like let's say I'm Muhammad Atta and I'm flying this plane, I know that inside 9/11, inside the World Trade Center, there's going to be a Muslim, and there's probably going to be a Muslim that's, uh, you know, good to his faith, you know, an actual Muslim. So even though you're killing a bunch of bad Americans in their sense, aren't you, how does that not mess everything up if you're killing good Muslims too while you're killing the bad guys? Under the Wahhabist you're allowed to kill version, it's still, it would still be considered martyrdom even if you take it, if it's basically collateral damage of your own uh, you know, devout believers. I'm not saying it's a good thing. What, what does the, no, the CIA or that. Wahhabist Bible say? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to know what, what the CIA <laughs> code book says about this. Uh, and, and there's a reason I'm wearing my Ron Paul, I told you so. Uh, if, if I told you so was a person t-shirt right now on air right now to, to talk about the latest kind of foreign policy advances by a lot of surprising individuals. There's some very interesting comments by RFK Jr. There's some very interesting comments by Jordan Peterson. We're going to be getting into all of that probably in the later hour. We are on, on YouTube now. Alex, so uh, I don't think the, the Muhammad Atta talk is going oh, yeah, to be yeah, helping yeah, us. Yeah, uh, in, anyway, we, we do have a super chat by Alan Tansy who says, quote, my best friend was stoned Tim Pool. That was the days, LOL. Yes, I remember that account. It was an epic account. It was an account that was, I, I, I think, some of the highest IQ perspectives that I have ever seen on the face of the internet. I, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the stoned Tim Pool account on uh, social media, but uh, it, was, it was absolutely brilliant. It's not active now. But uh, okay. those were the good old days where uh, stoned, stoned, stoned uh, Tim Pool was in the comment section always bringing up some uh, really uh, comedic genius and masterpieces there. So shouts out Alan Tennessee for uh, bringing that up and uh, super chatting during the live show through, of course, my super chat. Com. But let's get into some of the news here because there are a lot, of, a lot of different developments. The BBC News is reporting that over 500 Israelis have lost their life after the Hamas attacks inside of Israel. Those are the, still the early numbers. Those are, aren't the official numbers. We're still waiting for official confirmation to know exactly what's happening here. Qatar has launched a press release holding Israel responsible for this attack that Hamas did on its territory for some reason. Very interestingly, Saudi Arabia made a very similar comment. Qatar, by the way, is where a lot of the Hamas leadership is currently located in right now. But again, the footage is crazy, and it's not just uh, Israeli citizens that are being affected here. There's reports of one specific German citizen, a young woman who lost her life. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is confirming that there are actual Americans who have lost their life and are still missing inside of Israel right now, which might even provoke a bigger, stronger response from the United States. There's also other reports of fire at uh, uh, missile attacks from Lebanon, mobilization from the Syrian military, as Benjamin Netanyahu announces that he is starting his blockade of Gaza and will cut it off from electricity, fuel, goods, and totally isolate it from the rest of the world. As, of course, it's also important to note here that Egypt is still not allowing Palestinian refugees and individuals and citizens from leaving uh, the, the territory down in southern Israel. So uh, c crazy situation. We talked about the larger kind of geopolitical picture and perspective of this, but uh, I, I think we were just talking about this. Things are really shaping up in, in not, not a good way. 
I think I think geopolitically, I don't know if you've been kind of paying attention to the larger situation, but uh, the trajectory that we're on isn't really that that hopeful from 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 what I see. As 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 again, we were having lunch last night, and we we were saying, hey. It's probably going to get a lot more chaotic from here. Let's appreciate the little moments we have with each other right now where we, we are able to uh, break bread. We're able to, to eat food and still live a life of peace. I don't know what your perspective is of or what you think we're going to be headed towards, Alex, but uh, it, it definitely seems energetically like, holy cow, this is a big deal and we're heading into a, a very bad place. Well, I think they also did it on purpose, like why the speakers ousted, you know, Kevin McCarthy's out of there, so maybe they can't get funding. I don't know if that's the, you know, conspiracy, but didn't they just come up with like $5 billion? Uh, yeah, they still week? found yeah, a way. So they, uh, yeah. no, you mean the Iran stuff? Well, no, I know what? that that was past money, but didn't yeah. they just approve money to go to Israel or something? I think they I think, did over I think the that's weekend. what I heard. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's real or fake on Twitter. That's the problem. Is yes. That's why it's like I want to make this decision, but then I see video game footage. I'm yes. not saying it's not real, but it's like hard to justify what my opinion when half the stuff I see is real and half the stuff I see is fake. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this if they did it on purpose. They've obviously obviously been wanting to kill Israelis. I mean, Palestinians and Israelis have wanted to kill each other for forever. So this isn't anything new. I mean, I guess it's just like the boiling point or there's well, some reason that they set this in motion, though. Well, Will, Will Kane reported this morning that he has some insider source who, know, as you were saying, who knows yeah. if it's legit, but uh, that dozens of Americans are being held hostage right now. And my question for you, you know, I'm as anti-war as they come. I'm yeah, as non-interventionist as they come. But if if my fellow countrymen are being held hostage, I think if there's ever a reason to intervene, that would probably be it. Where do you guys fall on that? How do you how do you intervene? How do you uh, you know uh, get you yourself involved? Brady Griner yeah. for the, <laughs> the only who, who are we trading? Who, yeah. Can we trade? Can we give her back to, <laughs> to, to Hamas? Can we say, hey, we're going to give American citizens back? I'm, uh, I'm prepared to ship the entire WNBA back if we yeah, have to. I, I mean, Just it's not going to be a, it's not it's not going to hurt anyone here domestically, right? I mean, it's not going to make a difference. You know that their their finals is happening right now, and I had no idea. Yeah, nobody like, knows. Yeah, nobody has any idea, and and it's all because of me that they even had charter flights in the playoffs so you guys are welcome yeah that, because i confronted you you work for women's suffrage i know i helped yeah. these ladies that's i know they should appreciate me you. becoming a villain helped them you know get like i said chartered flights they don't have to fly on frontier airlines or spirit airlines and pay for a soda anymore so you're welcome ladies and a few men that are in the league probably yeah, flying's not the same anymore. Uh, it's flying sucks. It's a, yeah, I'm about to get on a miserable. plane now. I'm about to get on a Spirit Airlines plane. I'm just, I'm not scared, but I just hate it because I, I don't know it's if I'm going to get a street fight. The seat doesn't go back. I'm going to be stuck in there. It's $7 for a Coke Zero. I mean, I'm <laughs> screwed, dude. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm going, I'm stuck in the air 35,000 feet with like any, and this is not, listen, I love all uh, ethnicities, but Spirit flights to Miami and Spirit flights to Las Vegas have a certain They're a little vibe. Ratchet. There. They're so, ratchet. I'm just saying, any flight from Fort Lauderdale on Spirit or Miami to Spirit or Las Vegas to Spirit, there's going to be a different vibe. It's a lot different than just flying to, like, Chicago or something. So, you know, I hope the sparks fly. I want to go viral. I hope. I mean, I'm hoping that somebody gets in a fight on the plane tonight. That would be <laughs> one million hits, and then that's Twitter money, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There, there is, you know, there's a lot of attention when it comes to controversy, and uh, I, to, to me, one of the worst aspects of flying is, uh, just in case, I mean, they just keep making the seats smaller and smaller. Yeah. Like, it just become, it's just becoming more and more claustrophobic. And then, you know, say you got two Americans sitting next to you, there's a high probability that they're going to be fat. 
There's a high probability that they're going to be rolling over onto you, and their presence and their energetic frequency is going to be literally uh, pudging and rubbing and freaking being on top of you. <laughs> like, I don't even want to describe Family-friendly show. We're still here on uh, YouTube, of but course. Look, that's so. a good way to describe it. An airplane is so low vibrational because everybody in there is, like, anxious. Yes. Everybody in there is just either in a hurry. They just got there. or They're going somewhere, and they're just stressed out because traveling stressful. So, no, that is a good way to describe a plane, very low vibrational. Speaking energy. of the inverse of that, though i'm kind of surprised that you're not dating that mf is not real girl I, I'm, I'm friends with tiffany tiffany and i are, are talking are she you really me. yeah she follows no way. me tiffany and i are in okay I, i'm begging Matt's her she's in, right dallas. She's I know, in dallas dude, I know. i've been begging her to come on my show but she's i don't know she's kind of she's very nice i don't want to call her weird yet because i know that she had a weird interaction she's been very normal but i don't think she, she liked going viral yeah, I, I don't. I don't think uh, some people say it was deliberate. I don't think. I don't think it was. No. But 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 she does. Is she the, is she real though? Yeah, is, she is, she, is real. Yeah. And this is another thing. Everybody said it was all fake. And I, that's what. And I'm such a conspiracy theorist. Well, her like, face looks different. Her face her looks face totally different. Look different. But I mean, these hoes put on makeup. And have you I seen know. those where they yeah. like an ugly, toothless whore, and then she puts <laughs> yes, on all the makeup yes. and puts on fake teeth, and all of a sudden she looks like. You know, a sex symbol like looks hot. Yeah. So no, these whores can make themselves look. And I'm not calling all you ladies whores, but I'm just saying some of them can make themselves look different with makeup. But my point, with Tiffany Gomez, is I hate the conspiracy world that everybody says everything's fake. Have you guys seen yes. this already? People are saying everything in Israel and the Gaza Strip's fake. It's like no, not everything's fake. You know, everybody thinks everything is fake and they latch onto one little anomaly and they're like this is it this proves that 100 percent." and then if this is fake this is all fake as well and right. what's yeah. weird about the tiffany gomez thing a lot of people nah, i don't know if this is like relevant but you know who was on that plane carrot top do you guys know the comedian? no way yes, really? yeah. carrot top was on that plane yeah. dude and that mf is not real yeah that mf is yeah, not yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, i yeah. love carrot top i i just love that what was the chairman of the board he had a movie when i was a kid where it was just a funny movie but my point is I don't think he faked it. He he said stories about how he saw her. I saw on his Instagram. So I don't think I think it was real if he's corroborating and he has pictures on the plane. Yeah, I, I think it might be a psyop within a psyop just to distract us from the actual real things that are happening in this world because it it's not really. I mean, it was captivating. It was it was kind of meme magic and it's kind of funny to talk about. But otherwise, I, I think we should be talking about other stuff and scenarios other than that. But she would be a great guest. Uh, that that would be very interesting to talk or to. Or a wife. And, and I'm, I'm just saying this. Yeah, she'd be a good wife. And I'm just saying this to kind of be devil's advocate. But as much as we watch the death scroll on CNN during COVID, I think we need Real Housewives of Atlanta. Just as much as we need that. I know that sounds stupid. I think we need just as much stupid. Even though TikTok's kind of bad, we kind of need that. I think there is... What is it? Uh, ignorance is bliss. I almost because the world is so messed up. If I was raising a kid right now, I forget who we were talking to on the boat last night, but they, they were like, yeah, I didn't tell my kid. My parents didn't tell me about 9-11. I kind of like that vibe. Like, let's not just tell you about every single thing that's terrible in the world. Let's maybe try to distract ourselves and have a little fun. Well, I think that's why I got so upset about the infusion of politics into sports. Yeah. It was like that was my one reprieve, and then they took it from me. Exactly right. Yeah. We were just talking about this with Ian. Ian was like, yeah, we can't have any kind of humor here. We shouldn't be satirical. And I'm like, um, actually, I think we should. Yeah. I, I think when it comes to the situation in the Middle East, the tension is so high. People are so emotional. I think we the only real way to kind of break them out of it is to try to make people laugh. It's to try to be a, a little silly here. Again, very serious situation. Of course, take it very seriously. But um, how do you, how else do you deal with, with, with such a, a strong paradigm of, of anger and violence? And, and the best way that history has told us was through gestures, was through comedy, was through humor. And that's 
why I appreciate what you do, Alex, a lot, because you kind of bring in a kind of Andy Kaufman-like humor. You bring in a little bit of a paradigm breaking that happens on different energetic fields that a lot of people can't kind of resonate with. People look at you and they're like, you're crazy. You're insane. You're insane for the Ukraine. But but in reality, I, I, I see what you're doing and it's, and it's uh, multi-dimensional and it's brilliant, in my opinion. Well, I'm not but, brilliant, but I am uh, crazy. They are right yeah. when they describe it as crazy. But yeah. Luke, how yeah. else can we like... Okay, how do how do I how do I phrase this? If we constantly there's just I always use this word trauma based mind control for constantly yep. negative, negative, negative. It just brings us in that low vibrational state. So we have to use humor. That's a high vibrational energy. I know people keep on they're like, what is Luke and Alex talking about? But we are energetic beings. Once our body stops having energy, we literally die. So we are constantly like a like a bee is buzzing. That's how we are. And so we're either buzzing low or we're kind of buzzing high. And so. If we don't use humor, if we don't make people laugh, we're going to be stuck in that just constant cortisol release, stress hormone release, where we're just depressed. And then and and fearful, and more importantly. We yep. want the fear. We crave yep. the fear. It's so weird. And I, I forget who I was talking to about this, but this is how I know that people love the pandemic. Because I'm old enough to remember Y2K. And after Y2K, before it, everybody's like, the world's going to crash. All the banks are going to crash. All the computers are going to crash. Everything, all the cars are going to crash. Everything's going to crash. It's going to be an apocalypse. And then none of that happened. And then everybody was sad that none of that happened. We were all <laughs> let down. We were like, what? If you can't speak, speak, speak to saying, it. We were like, why didn't the world collapse? Why the hell didn't the world collapse? And that's kind of like what happened with the pandemic is people are like, oh, my gosh. Now we have an excuse to be like, uh, the apocalypse is here. But then once the, once the pandemic started subsiding and the max and this and that, Notice how much people wanted us to stay in the pandemic. You guys yeah. notice that? People yeah, 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 were yeah. sad oh, big that time. it was over. There's still people that are, are double masking in the cars by themselves. I mean, yeah. it's a... it's In I California. Think, I, well, yeah. yeah. I haven't and, seen and, that here. New York, Chicago. There's other yeah. places. But yeah, right. In Florida, probably not. Uh, but what it, it to me, it's symbolic of, of purposelessness. Like, there's just yeah. complete dearth of purpose for people. And and when they saw it as an opportunity to, to feel special, to feel important and part of a team by doing the most, you know, mundane tasks like putting up a mask and staying home they're like oh this is my purpose now I'm a superhero because the system exactly. kind of rigged it in a way where if you're just doing what you're told if you're participating you're saving lives you're saving grandma down the street by doing your part by yep. being a slave and, yeah. and literally people were like people be became obsessed with with their own oppression that they gave themselves right. so uh, it, it was really crazy psychologically seeing this we were talking about this uh, before you actually uh, um, got here and th and that was the kind of trauma based mind control that we're seeing on social media of a lot of these video clips now how do you kind of discern this because in a way we kind of do need to see the negativity of the world we need we do need to see the the kind of rawness and the horribleness of what's happening in israel right now but at the same time how do we make sure that it's not just fully trauma-based mind control to the point where it stunts people full of fear and acquiescence how do we how do we bridge that gap because i think we do need to show the reality of the situation but at the same time, how do we not become too obsessed in that negative fear-based paradigm? Well, Mary Morgan had a great tweet this morning. She's like, last week I saw a white guy get stabbed to death in Brooklyn. Now, today, I'm watching hundreds of people die in Palestine. Yet Alex Jones isn't allowed on this platform, right? Yeah, you know, it's just I know. Such a, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we need it all. But then I also think, and this goes back to, you can look this up if you guys don't believe me. The CIA and MI6, they actually got caught making fake terrorist videos during the time of terrorism. Yep. Yeah, you yep, know, yep, making... Yep fake, you know, beheading videos. So it makes me think that they like these videos to be out there. They want us to see this stuff. And then the, the amount of 
algorithmic manipulation where I can't go on Twitter right now no. and not see it. It's nonstop. It's, it's non-stop. everywhere. So yeah. that's why I think it's done on purpose. This isn't just organically. I mean, we do want to see it. People are dying. There's conflict going on. I think we all have a natural curious instinct. But the way that it's getting pushed to me, it's, it feels like they're trying to radicalize me. It feels like they're trying to get me really yeah. emotionally invested in it. So I see this young girl die, and then I'm like, ah. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be emotionally invested in it, but I just, it just seems a little manufactured. That you And know. you have to pick a side. And if you don't pick a yeah. side, you're a horrible human being, and you want to see the other people hurt. And I'm like, that's not the case here. I, I just I just want the, the, the stopping of, of life loss for the innocent. Like, can we stop exactly. yeah. killing well, innocent people? As, as Alex was saying, you know, he's old enough to remember Y2K, so am I. Uh, I'm also old, old enough to remember September 12th, and it it felt a little bit like September 12th on the internet, uh, where it was like pure bloodlust. Yeah. You know, like people were just like, "Let's get him, vengeance now." Nikki Haley's like, uh, "Finish we're, them." We're, yeah, we're gonna be playing the Nikki Haley clip, okay. and okay. we're gonna be playing um, the the excerpts from what Jordan Peterson is saying and what RFK Jr. is Perfect. saying we'll, we'll get in, in Rumble specifically, yes, because yes. then you know we're getting into more of a spicy topic like we already haven't here on this particular broadcast but, <laughs> but anyway we're just going to keep going with it as, as we all of this do. is taking place in a video game minecraft is what we're talking about this yeah, is absolutely. not real life so this yep, is yep, all yep. call of duty if talk. you're saying it's it's in a video game it's totally fine yeah. we got more super chats here by bad buddhist who donated ten dollars said rats in the chat i don't know what you bad mean buddhist is one of my favorite super chatters is we he? love you bad buddhist yeah all the chat rats we want rats in the chat that's that's <laughs> is uh, that is that a slang is that's that my a... chat rats yeah yeah they watch my show they're the chat Let's rats because they're so toxic and they chew through wires <laughs> and they're just they're hungry so, oh they're the, some of the worst people on earth and i love each and every one of you so yeah. thank you to all the chat rats for participating today i guy donated ten dollars said quote jordan peterson stands behind an apartheid state and commits career suicide muslims love him loved him till yesterday because of this conservative views on gender etc what do you think about this is peterson brought bought or just uneducated on this topic we'll talk about his comments uh specifically on rumble i guy uh because there's a lot to get into a lot of yeah. hyperbolic sensationalistic crazy comments that uh, again are just kind of disappointing but anyway we got another comment by bad buddhist who said do you all deny taking part in an illuminati ceremony on the yacht i saw the red lighting <laughs> <laughs> looking demonic and elitist. Yes, we were on a boat. Yes. And then what about when we were standing up on the raft? I don't know. If I, was, saw that. I was. I I felt the bad juju. I was like, I'm getting out of Luke here. Luke was not I was standing on, was on like, the raft, no. but I was. Let me try to see if I can pull it up just to show you. I could the probably camera. pull it well, up I mean, here. Just, Is it on your Twitter? Yeah, it's on my Twitter, and you'll see we were doing a little. Uh, you know, we were doing a little ritual. I'm not going to sit here and lie. We were doing some rituals last night. You'll see. Was uh, that your idea? Well, it's always my idea. I'm always the ritual guy. Wait, wait, is, is it your birthday? It is my birthday. It's your birthday. Holy blind. cow. Oh, happy birthday. Holy yeah, freaking cow. For anybody that knows, I just turned 28 years old. That's all you need wow. to know about my age. Yeah, I'm 28. <laughs> Look it up. Do not question that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Jehovah's Witness, so I can't celebrate this. So do not do this. this is against my creed. My I religion, will so. Are you celebrate it anyways. Uh, yeah, I know I'm a Scientologist, so yeah. Both. So makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah, and I'm up. Jewish and Muslim, so I'm kind of everything. So I'm really, <laughs> really having a tough you're, time. You're, 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 how do you deal with this situation now? Wait, we have we have the it's video footage. We have the video footage of last night. We're gonna play it right now. <laughs> Do I even no, want that was 
chanting. Yeah. That was ritualistic chanting. Okay. That was not just screaming. Like, uh, uh, br- not... Break it down. Break it down. What was going on here? Well, what we were doing is we were doing a, uh, an energy circle, and we were transferring <laughs> energy through chants, and we were summoning spirits to just give us protection. What, what kind us. of human liquids were you using to, to oh, try we to were summon this? Because you were in like a buddy. Mother effer. <laughs> we, I was pooping in that water. I was peeing in that water. I was doing. I threw up in that water. That water is. It was spirit cooked. After I, last night, Alex Stein's going to be the ambassador to Ukraine, yes, folks. Yes, I will. Me and Marina Abramovich <laughs> are going to have a baby, and it's going to be Rosemary's baby, and we're going to sacrifice it to Moloch. So well, you know, it, is, it is my it is, it is Miami Beach, so there's a lot of different uh, substances in that water. Dude, there's so. voodoo. No, no, yeah. not just substances, but um, what is it? Everybody thinks of like New Orleans with voodoo mm-hmm. and, and black magic and stuff. There's some going on in Miami, too. There's it's black right? magic. Santeria. Yeah. 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 Santeria. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of saw some. Santeria-esque stuff driving around Miami this weekend. A lot of different places have a lot of different vibes and energy, but but for some reason, I really like the vibe and energy here more than I think anywhere else on the world. Well, I don't know it, about you. What, what there's a saying, it's like um, uh, people go to New York to make it, people go to California if they've already made it, and then people go to... Florida to retire. Uh, go to Florida to become someone else. I don't know. I forget what the saying is, but I feel like everybody does come here to kind of create this new. I came here to do bath salts and exactly. You know, well, this new version. He's of still going to carry. So I, yeah. so I like it. It's almost everybody's like it's like a personal empowerment state. Everybody's coming here to better themselves. I feel like I, I don't think that's that's what, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think that's what the people on Spirit Airlines are coming here for. What okay. I'm saying, in your mind, if you're in Cleveland, Ohio, and every winter it's you know snowing and this and that, and then finally you move to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, you're like, man, this. This is like heaven on earth. So I get yeah. why people want to. Well, compared here. to Ohio, yeah, yeah Every, everyone Ohio. here is really hard charging. <laughs> there's some sketchy. There's some bad places here. Uh, the the whole Beanie Crew they they set up their studio at, at like one of the worst areas in town, right next to a dollar store. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then last minute they like changed everything. And then we, we it was just so much work for me. I'm still exhausted. I'm so ha- I'm gonna be so happy after this interview. Wait, take that back. They got an Airbnb, some crappy Airbnb no, in the, the hood. They, they set up a studio in like the hood and like the ghetto outside of the a dollar store. And they're like, yeah, this is where we're gonna send Laura Trump. And I'm like. It's kind of ridiculous. This doesn't this doesn't make sense. But any, like any kind of city, there's like bad places and good places. I, I think in, in the area that I'm in now, I think I'm in one of the best places. Clint lives like five minutes uh, down the road from me. Uh, I love this area. I, I love the, the 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 kind of people, the beaches, the opportunities. I don't party. I don't drink. I don't smoke. So I, I'm not here for for the party lifestyle. Yeah, you don't need South but, Beach. But but I do see you know a lot with with a lot of the Cubans here. I do see what a lot of the people using this state as a refuge from their communistic states that this is this is this is where it's at this is this is where where we should be this is the alamo uh for me when it comes to fighting against all the oppressive states and all the bullcrap that that a lot of people are facing all throughout uh places like california and new york since you know this is this is the safe space for for freedom-minded individuals and somebody in the chat said i'm in cleveland right now and i love it yeah cleveland actually is a good place you guys can live wherever it's you not. want I'm He's not, like, it's I'm not saying. it's horrible I mean, I don't it Cleveland's, crap. Cleveland's not nice. Well, yeah. dude, this is what I say. People are like, should I move to Texas? And how I describe Texas is if you're a fat person, it's perfect like myself. There's a McDonald's on every corner. There's a CVS or Walgreens so you can get your diabetes medicine. And there's, like I said, there's like a Walmart within walking distance so you can get like triple XL shorts and, you know, <laughs> big and tall clothes at a value price. So it's, it's kind of like ease and convenience of life. That's why Texas is good. But what about the women in San Antonio? That's what I'm saying. Charles Barkley <laughs> knows. The, the women really? in San Antonio. Oh, dude, type in Charles Barkley, San Antonio. 
of women. Dude, it's, he goes on these rants that are legendary. on TNTs, man, they're fat-legged women. They're always <laughs> eating churros, and he's always talking about churros and fatness. But it's true. Texas is a fat state for fat people. Well, churros um, is definitely <clears throat> a, a delicacy here with all the Cubans, and like that's like one of the things that you come to Florida for, or Miami at least. Like We have good churros. I think churros <laughs> are universally loved, right? Isn't that the... I mean, who who's ever had a churro and didn't like it? You're a sick person if you're, you're out there. <laughs> so you got to you got to you got to answer the question. What kind of ritualistic ceremonies are you involved in? A bad Buddhist wants to know. Oh, well, yeah. Last night I think that was a Scientology uh, thing. We were trying to get uh, Seamus to become a Thetan level eight. So Seamus is down into Scientology. He acts like he's Christian and he's, Catholic. No, no. He's he's a part of some well. like yeah. weird stuff. Seamus is like d deep level, like like deep right level. next to <laughs> the, the, right next to like the the, the Illuminati. Like yeah. he's, oh man, he when you see that guy, you can just feel the energy. Off he's him. knocking like, oh, on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's like, hey, you know, can I stay at your place? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> not coming here, buddy. Above he's like, I'll pay you in potatoes. I'm uh, like, I don't uh, care. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, it, it, you know, I have nothing but bad things to say about Seamus. <laughs> so uh, I know, horrible wow. guy, yeah. horrible guy. Freedom last tunes, night, very satanic uh, products. Last night, his behavior. I mean, Unacceptable. You, you thought Alex Stein's ritual was bad? Wait, I I can't even tell you on YouTube what Seamus did on the yacht. It's it's. It's grotesque. It's, it's inhumane. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I might do a competition. I might do a little uh, debate battle with him uh, sometime on, on, in the future here on this particular broadcast. So uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, happy freaking birthday, Alex. I mean, yeah. uh, do, you have, do you have any kind of, like, are birthdays something that you kind of stay away from and, and yes, don't appreciate, don't want to bring it up? <laughs> or is it something like, it's my birthday, give me, give me stuff. I hate birthdays. I'm an ageist. It's the worst thing. I got to start lying You need the adrenochrome. More. Once you get the adrenochrome, you'll live forever. Well, no, I'll be honest. I actually kind of look young. I, 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 you know, I'm not, like, too matured, so I'm not even worried about living longer, but I just hate that number because everywhere I go, how old are you? How old are you? How old are you? You know, that's one thing is um, we make fun of the LGBTQ community. I want to stand up for the ageist community. For the people that are growing older, we deserve the same respect as young people. And uh, every time that clock ticks on October 8th and I have to add a number to my birthday, it makes me physically ill. So uh, Just yeah, no. do what my grandma does. Just, what? you know, you, you lose a year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I am losing a year. If anybody asks, I'm 28, about to be 29. But no, I don't, I don't really like birthdays. Do you no. love birthdays? Depends. Um, I, this this year, I, I spent my uh, birthday with uh, uh, Luke Uncensored, uh, Luke members. Okay. I did a meetup where anyone who's I'm doing a meetup actually later on today. Clint, Clint's going to be there as well, right, Clint? I'm going to try. Uh, I, I have to get my dad from the airport, Let's but I will go. after. We'll get him an Uber. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but but we're doing another meetup, and this is what I did on my birthday. Whoever is a member of Luke I have these little gatherings where I just kind of hang out and chill. It's not an event. It's not a comedy show. It's not a public speaking event i don't give any speeches but we just go to a local restaurant or a local place of gathering we watch the sun go down we hang out we try to eat health conscious food we drink some kombucha drink some coconut water and just kind of kick it and um that's, that's awesome. what i did for my birthday uh, a lot of people came out i did this in venice beach i did it in la we saw the sun go down we we had some really good conversations and it was just it was just it was just a really cool nice vibe it was it was just it was laid back and it made me really appreciate you know, the people who allow me to continue my work, you know, the people who are members, the people who do sign up, the people who 
you know, I could look in the eyes and get to know and find out more about them because, you know, we have this kind of relationship where we don't see these people. We don't understand who they are. We don't really converse with them. And kind of breaking that veil and being able just to, like, sit, relax, and have some food with them, I, I think it's an incredible feeling because I have a deep gratitude towards them because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. So we're doing another meetup here, uh, Miami, 4 o'clock. I got to post that on Twitter for the Twitter members. I forgot. Sorry. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I always try to use it as kind of a, a moment to have gratitude as much as I can. So uh, do you have any kind of, do you do any kind of introspection on your birthday? Do you do kind of any kind of thoughts of like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. You don't have to share if it's too personal, of no, course. No, no, no. I'll share real personal. I say it's funny because I'm so grateful to work at The Blaze. Like all the time, even when I'm inconvenienced at The Blaze, I try to always tell myself like oh, to have gratitude for it. Uh, so I want to say something positive. But then I want to say this about any fan that comes and talks to me in real life or a supporter. Kind Alex of like will stab show. you Yeah, immediately. you're all sick he and has demented. pepper spray. No, seriously. Look, anybody <laughs> that likes me, you're sick. And I love that you're sick. But you're all sick. And um, <laughs> that's just what you get for being a fan of mine or a supporter of mine. That means you're seriously mentally ill and I love it and that's why you're probably a chat rat but let me go back to my birthday let me tell you what's going to happen today and why today's going to be a bad birthday I'm about to be on a Spirit Airlines flight. <laughs> Dude, you with, can't fly Spirit on your birthday. Oh, I love flying Spirit. Everybody that complains about Spirit, like I said, I'm trying to go viral, <laughs> all right? I'm trying to get a freaking... I just want to see one flight attendant punch another uh, passenger. And <laughs> That's then the way to do it. But my point is, so I'm about to be on a crappy Spirit 50, Airlines 50 flight, and the weather's probably not good. It's probably going to be turbulent the whole time. You know, It's probably going to be basically crash almost. And then I'm going to get there, and this is what's going to happen. Because my birthday's on October 8th, it always works out where somehow I play on a Dallas Cowboys game day, right? Every year, October 8th. The Dallas Cowboys are playing the San Francisco 49ers. I know the NFL is bread and circuses, and I actually do believe now. I used to think there's no way it's scripted. There's no way it's influenced. Now have you seen how the NFL has been saying there's all these clips going out about how they they made a whole joke about how it was scripted. Do you guys, do you yes. guys know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, I saw, I saw a clip. And then, yeah. yeah, you saw that clip. And then Roger Goodell was on another speech talking about how it was scripted. So that makes me think, like, that's projection. That's the revelation of the method. They have to tell it. Now that they're, like, saying it's scripted, that almost makes me think it is. But my point is, whether football is real or fake, I think there's some realness to it. My, my point is, the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose today on my birthday like they always lose, and they're going to ruin it. So, no, I have no Aren't they playing the Niners? They're playing the Niners. That's a tough, tough task. Saying. So, I, I'm not doing any meetups. I'm going to be by myself. If any of you send me another birthday message, you're getting blocked. If any of you give me a super chat, you're blocked. I don't want you to celebrate my birthday. Celebrate your own birthday. That's a direct Yeah, he doesn't order. want your well wishes. No, I don't want your well wishes. Wish me bad. Wish me bad <laughs> so I can prove you haters wrong. <laughs> There you go. You know, you got to fight through yeah. adversity, right? Fuel? Yeah, see, I don't like old people like you're doing good. That makes me fat, lazy, <clears throat> compliant. I need yeah. people telling me I suck. I need people up my ass, kicking my ass. That's what gets me going. Primetime's like Michael Jordan. He's like, he's just fueled by the hate. Exactly right. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I like the hate from both sides. Um, that's why I put on the women's tuck-friendly bathing suit, because that makes people on the right piss just as much as people on the left. So, yeah, I... I Feed off that hate. You like bathing suits. That's not the first time you put no, on a I bathing suit. I put on it all the time because I'm <laughs> LGBTQI trans, all right? I'm the T in trans. Deal with it. Yeah, YouTube, now promote us. We're, yes. we're, we're representing someone from, from the, the community. marginalized community. And, uh, you know, we're here to, to be the voice of the voiceless. Whatever the plus stands for, he's that. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Two spirit. We got, a, we got another super chat from Alan. Denise says, my boy stoned Tim Pool in the house, texted him to show him the shout out LMAAO. Thank you so much. Is he actually in the comment section? Are you reading the comments yeah, right now? Stone Tim Pool. Yeah, I'm with he's awesome. Comment. He's he's an absolute legend. I love, I love, I love his comments. That's a YouTube account is, is Stone Tim Pool. Yeah. But yeah. I couldn't find it on Twitter. His I looked, comments are like next level. 
level, like next, like high IQ, like insanely brilliant uh, commentary that I, I always appreciate. Tim thought it was me for a while. He's like, it's you, it isn't, it's you. And I'm like, it's not, <laughs> but it would be me if it was me. Uh, but uh, so shouts out to Stone, to Tim Pool, and uh, all the work that he does and all the commentators and all the participants. Uh, but yeah, we do grow through adversity. We do uh, thrive off of constructive criticism and people being able to of course just be honest and real with us and i think we need mo more of that than ever a lot of people always placate a lot of people always kind of put on this front that there's somebody that they're not or trying to be somebody who they of course idolize that that they want to not be themselves so we're, we're we're living in a paradigm where the online kind of commentary community is becoming very insular but now with, with the latest uh, what the latest incidents of what happened in the Middle East, holy cow, it's like a civil war. Wait, it's stop, like stop, stop where you're at. You're talking about comic community. Have you looked up JF Gareppi yet? No. He supposedly his wife is missing. Did I tell you about no. all this? Do you no. know who JF Gareppi is? No. You guys don't know about Mama JF or any of this? No. no, bro. Oh my gosh. Well, we're about to do a stream tonight about it, exposing this murder mystery. So do you know who JF Gareppi is? No. It feels like he's just making up a name. Type, go on Twitter and look up J.F. Gareppi. You guys know he's been in the freaking red pill scene for forever. He's How the like, hell do you spell that? J.F. Gareppi? J.F.G.A.R.I.E.P.Y. And so everybody needs to look. So he was, he's like famous uh, for doing all these debates and he's like ultra right wing or whatever. But um, he's gotten in trouble because he's dated mentally disabled women in the past and he has a kid with a mentally disabled woman so his wife was this woman if you type in mama jf on twitter hashtag mama. he's on twitter he follows me yeah dude so this guy's going through a murder mystery right now his wife has been missing since june and then people are going back and watching all of his is this streams. real Yes, I'm okay. telling okay. you about a murder mystery he's right a now. He's a biologist this is a huge in his deal. Twitter Everybody bio. Everybody's talking about JF Greppy. Tonight I'm going to solve the murder, but his wife has been missing and she's mentally disabled. You need to play some clips of that. And he's like in the commentary community. And so now everybody's accusing him of murdering his wife, but he dropped her off in the woods with a bag and she's mentally disabled. <laughs> And, and he just said, oh, she she left me. She went on her own. And then anytime anybody asks, and he's like, he's like, oh, he speaks in this weird accent. He's like, oh, you know, women have their free will. But anytime you press him, but she has a kid. That's, you know, you can't just leave, you can't just leave your baby. I mean, they can't abandon a child. That is a crime. Because he keeps on being like, it's not a crime for her to leave me. And people are going, abandoning a child is a crime. And then he shuts things down. So everybody needs to look up JF Gareppi right now. There's a huge murder mystery. His wife, who's mentally disabled, is missing. This is all real. This is all real. Are you looking at this right now? I'm trying to. Type in Mama JF. It, it, just type, go to Twitter and type in Mama JF. On some of the videos. I I, I am. I, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing as hell. Here, let me look at your computer. Let me go over there. Let me show you. Hold on. Go to Twitter. You guys got to watch some of these clips. Okay, type in Mama JF. Okay, go up here. Hold on. Delete all of it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mama JF. Ah. Is it here? All this concern stuff go down. Ethan Rouse is there. Yeah, Ethan Rouse been talking about it like crazy. So, so we're trying. To, this is it. So she's been missing. This is the missing woman, and this is his wife. And there's all these clips about it. And then, and then, two days after she's missing, he's on a stream. He's like, I had to deep sterilize my house. I had to do a bunch of construction. 
Dude, there's so many. You got to go through. You got to look through. All all right, right, we're going to get into that, but we're going to get into more spicy topics on and Rumble. He's a commentator, though. These commentators are killers. And a lot of crazy commentators, you know, you, you don't say. Yes. So we're going to move over to YouTube in just a little bit. Uh, sorry, we're going to move over to Rumble in just a little bit. Uh, give us your links as we're still on YouTube. By the way, everyone watching right now, go to... I'm going to send the link. I'm going to find the link first, but uh, let's do a little outro here on YouTube. We're going to continue the conversation for one more hour on Rumble. We're going to be moving the conversation towards a more friendly free speech platform where we could actually say whatever we want. Uh, give us your outros really quick here. Let's start with uh, Clint. Uh, at Liberty Lockpot on Twitter, got 105,000 of you over there. Thank you for the constructive criticism. It makes me, uh, you know, want to play for the varsity team. I, I have a new episode uh, dropping tonight on Liberty Lockdown. You can find that on YouTube or Rumble or anywhere else or your favorite podcatcher. I also co-host Tower Gang, where we say terrible, terrible things. Mm -hmm. uh, we have had the legend Alex Stein on before. And that's about it. At Liberty Lockpot, Liberty Lockdown. Thanks, guys. Guys, I'm Primetime Alex Stein. Go follow my channel, Primetime with Alex Stein. Watch that. If you want to give me a birthday gift, any of you chat rats, go and subscribe you to the channel. To. But other than that, um, I hate you all. Steph, and keep talking because I got to find the yeah, uh, darn link. Rumble, Rumble's being a little bit difficult. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be using Rumble. I'll no, be honest I like with you. Rumble. No, I, I like, can't find my link. I can't find my YouTube. Dude, I know so I'm live. Hard. I have a bunch of people live right now. I, I can't find the stupid link. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what are you doing? No, Luke, it's so hard to find the link. And then, and then some of the times I'm, I'm setting up the live stream and then I, I get know, it all done. And then I click the button and it's like, oh, it refreshes. Error, it. we can't do yeah, it again. And then I do it again. I'm like, ah, Rumble, you suck. Yes. I mean, I appreciate that. Them having the alternative platform, I don't want to be like a total dickhead, but man, it's just I, 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 I can't find the link. I can't find the link to where we're live on Rumble. So keep talking. Yeah. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find the link somehow. <laughs> Maybe Google Luke Rudkowski Rumble. Then that that's sometimes how I find it. Or I have to go to my page, uh, go to aside, my channel. It's aside hard. from the you know satanic rituals and Illuminati cult stuff that you're doing on the boat, boat yesterday, what did you guys do besides that? Anything? No, that's about it. No, okay. we did that. <laughs> that was it. All right. There you go. I found it. Tim was going to crush a little bit because Tim was playing Baldur Gate. Did I say that right? I can't find Baldur Gate. I can't find Baldur Gate. But he's playing Baldur Gate for a little bit of it at some points. And people are like, why is Tim playing Baldur Gate? But that's, dude, I kind of like that vibe. I mean, he's a wealthy young man. He wants to get on the yacht and play a video game. Good for him. Tim loves his video games. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not even, I didn't even think that. It's his own. What's a more fun place to play a video game than when you're on the yacht? He's Asian. He's Asian. Asians like video games, right? They like Pokemon. His uncle, I I hate I, I, well, we, I met his family member. His uncle is fully Asian. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So what happened was uh, Rumble bifurcated our channel. So we have two channels now in Rumble. I don't know how. I don't know why. One of them has like 15,000 subscribers. Another one has 50,000 subscribers. But we're live on the second channel that has 13,000 subscribers, which doesn't add up or make any sense at all. You type in rumble.com forward slash we are changed. It takes you to our main page, but we're not live there. So uh, the we're live on another page, and um, it's just... It's just frustrating. It's so about I just, to get spicy as heck over yes, there, guys. Yes, yes, it, it it absolutely is. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wait. Let me let me try to figure out this other channel uh, name. So I, I think it's gonna be Rumble.com forward slash We Are Change forward slash Live. I think that's it. No, no. The, wait, is this it? No, they they're playing an old video now. See, I, again, this is just absolutely ridiculous, and uh, uh, truly, it's a little bit frustrating here. Now, and, now, um, now here it, we go. Rumble.com forward slash user, forward slash we are change, forward slash live. Uh, a lot of people on YouTube, for some reason, don't like making the transition, probably because it's difficult. We made it very easy. We just sent you the link right now in the comment section for YouTube. Listen, 
We got to support Rumble. It, it is a little bit of a headache. We'll deal with the headaches because free speech is more important than just a little bit of headaches. It's yeah. just a little, a little bit unpleasant right now. But like, okay, Rumble will go smooth there, out. Go in there. It will smooth out. It's, it's, it's going to get better. We're going to give them direct feedback. We're going to be doing our best to try to help them as well because they're in a very, very uh, crazy battle that they're involved in right now. So uh, I still want to support them, even though they're very yeah. difficult. Even though they they make it very hard. So Rumble.com forward slash user forward slash we are changed forward slash live is where we are at right now if my team is watching send it out on the telegram it's going to get really spicy as you know alex stein doesn't hold anything back he might show some skin we don't know what's going to happen it's going to be wild it's going to be crazy <laughs> and you can still participate with the super chats and the conversation by going to mysuperchat.com no matter where you are no matter where you're watching and still participate and be able to of course be a part of the conversation by going to mysuperchat.com otherwise we are turning off the YouTube stream right now. We appreciate you guys for being here with us. Go over to that URL that I just posted in the comment section live here. You know, I'm going to try to... No, we can't. We don't even have comments here set up yet. We just have the live comments. So, again, I just posted it into the chat room. Uh, and I will see you guys over there right now where Alex Stein will be fully unleashed, fully himself. Muhammad Atta. No, no, wait, no, no, wait, we're not there yet. <laughs> not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> Come on, man. Hold on. No, no. He's a prestigious wait, scholar. We're turning off. Rumble.com forward slash user forward slash... No. Rumble.com forward slash user forward slash we are changed forward slash live. Love you guys. See you, see you there. See ya. Okay, let me turn this off. Let me turn off the Facebook. And uh, we are live right now on our second weird page on Rumble. So uh, we obviously... Racial need slur time. No. Control your... <laughs> Stephanie, you got to click the buttons. Gosh darn it. Control yourselves. <laughs> Well, actually, no. We're on Rumble. You guys could do what the hell well, you guys want. I mean, there's some stuff you can't say on Rumble. Really? Oh, I bet you know well, the limits. Really? I didn't know. I didn't. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean hold on. I'm gonna scoot over some here. Stuff you can't is, say. is it really? We can't show porn on Rumble. So well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like I'm saying they do decency. have rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's but like, they don't let us basically do anything. But you know what I mean? There's still always rules. The the only place where there's free speech that's left, and uh, I'm finding this out because I've won a, well, I just won a lawsuit. Hopefully, I'll win some more. Is at like city council meetings. Is out on the street. That's the only place you can really go and say whatever you want. Like, have you seen those videos where there's like white guys calling you know cops the n word? Have you ever seen that? No, there's I have like not. There's like a viral one. It's like white guys get all drunk, but they're that's not a crime. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying you, that's freedom of speech. Yeah, right we have free like, speech. Is, but if you try to do that on the internet, you can't do it. You get kicked off. So it's just kind of funny how freedom of speech only exists. I think it's like, best if like if it's a white cop and you're calling them. Oh yeah, yeah, then that's fine. Then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that's called being colorblind, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that, that works that way. <laughs> so we're gonna be live here for the next hour. Make sure to share this link with your friends and family members. Steph, you're not pressing the buttons. There you are. Not Steph. We're gonna keep the camera on you. You're the button pusher here. Press the buttons. I'm pressing them. Okay. So we're gonna be live here for the next hour, and we're gonna have a, a more unfiltered, uncensored conversation as there's a lot of really controversial issues and topics to get into when it comes to, of course, the situation in the Middle East. And I think Jake Shields uh, made a very good comment today. I don't know if you guys saw what he posted, but he said, uh, Steph, put the browser on, said specifically, 
Are you siding with Israel or are you siding with Palestine? Why? My timeline seems very split down the middle with everyone. Sure, their side is right. I feel like I'm the only one, I'm, I'm the one of the few people who can understand both perspectives. And um, I, I kind of agree with him. His kind of larger uh, message here kind of resonates with me because we are seeing a lot of division. We are seeing a lot of hate. We are seeing a lot of emotional response. And why can't we just make a, a stance here saying, hey, Stop trying to kill people, all right? Let's, let's stop, stop calling for war. Stop calling for bloodshed. And because someone killed innocent people doesn't mean you have to kill innocent people, too. I, th I think that's a rational stance to have without taking a, a, a particular side on this matter, as we're getting reports right now of the U.S. military planning to deploy a lot of its naval ships and vessels closer to Israel in a show of support. Fuck. This yeah, is as, good. of course, Iran gets involved, Saudi Arabia gets involved, Qatar gets involved, Syria gets involved involved lebanon gets involved this really does kind of show a situation that many people have described as an end of times situation that is dangerous for everyone as benjamin netanyahu recently had a very interesting conversation with elon musk not just about artificial intelligence but of course a major key river also drying up which is also another sign of end times to come so there's a lot of things shaping up here where are you, Alex, in the conspiracy world when it comes to all of this and when it comes to the end of times? I think they're going to do the Project Bluebeam, fake alien invasion. Ronald Reagan said it. That's the only way to actually get us into a new world order is if they have some existential threat that they all have to, we all have to rally against, like Independence Day. You know, then like you're going to have like Palestinians fighting with Israelis in this movie. Like, oh, let's go get the aliens. I think that'll all be a scam, though. So I don't know. Um, when it comes to the manipulation by the people that are in power, uh, it's just never going to stop. We're going to constantly be pitted against one another. So I don't, I don't see any sort of relief in the near future. Well, as as Jake Shields was saying, he's he can kind of see both sides. I'm 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 a little bit different. I see both sides. I hate both sides. I want both sides to lose. The the only side I'm on is Raytheon and Lockheed. Uh, Do you, you think know. they feel guilty, Clint? Do you think Raytheon and Lockheed Martin feel guilty? I when think they they're, sell a, they're you know, fucking salivating right now. Or a bomb. Can you imagine being a bomb designer? It's like, I'm building this bomb that you know is going to kill people. Do you think they yeah. feel any guilt? Because no. I'm a vegetarian. Not that I'm saying you guys should be. I'll probably get I'm a soy boy. But like, I don't even want to kill a damn cow. And I'm not saying it's, it's bad if you do. I just can't imagine building a bomb knowing that this bomb is going to be used to kill humans. Yeah, but it's such that it's also our tax dollars that I think are directly involved here because Hamas is claiming that Ukraine actually sold them a lot of the weapons. I probably and believe if, that. Yeah, right? And if you look at the reporting, we, we should pull this article up, uh, Stephanie, right now. Uh, but but when you look at what what happened in Ukraine specifically, with even CBS News reporting that only thirty percent of the weapons actually get to Ukraine, mm -hmm. they they redacted that. But but there's other independent uh, media sources that of course also say that this is true, and the number actually might be even higher than that. When you you look at that kind of scenario when you look at so many weapons sent there you look at what happened in afghanistan you look at what happened in iraq you look at what happened with syria where there was american trucks with literal freaking american businesses on the side of them used by the taliban used by radical islamic terrorists that were armed by the united states in order to get rid of Bashar al-Assad inside of Syria. When it came to the Afghanistan withdrawal, we saw so many American weapons, so many American hardware, uh, uh, specifically, 
used by the Taliban that probably made its way to Hamas, that probably made its way to, towards the Middle East, that probably is being used against, right now, the Israeli civilians. As we see them with M4s, we see them with AR platforms, we see them with what looks like clearly American hardware, when throughout history they always had AK-47s. Now they have more advanced hardware. Where, where do you guys think the conspiracy is here and, uh, you know, are we culpable for throwing so much weapons into the Middle East that's now being used against Israel? It's not even a conspiracy. If you ever saw the movie Lord of War with Nicolas Cage, like even the oldest, crappiest military equipment, some country out there wants it, whether it's like Northern Africa, whether it's Ukraine. So there's always going to be a country that wants more bullets, more guns. So the idea that all of the weaponry we left in the Middle East is going to uh, Ukraine or vice versa, or the Ukraine's giving weapons to the Middle East... I mean, I think it's all just like gun trading, bullet trading. So, yeah, I think we're those are all our weapons created by Raytheon, well, Halliburton. I mean, they, they were all started with us. Whether However they ch change hands after that, uh, we're still responsible. Keep, keep in mind, too, at the end of Rambo, uh, Rambo 1 or 2, they say thank you to our brothers in the Mujahideen. It's, yeah, it's the Afghanistan, them, yeah. uh, Afghanistan we warlords. We created the Mujahideen. Yeah, I know. I mean, but yeah, Zbigniew Brzezinski did with, with uh, Jimmy Carter uh, oh. being his presidential advisor. Literally flew there and said, you guys are fighting for your land, for your soil. You got to defeat the Russians. Here's all these weapons. Here's all these CIA contacts and, 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 and uh, connections. Oh, Tim Osman here is, uh, you know, responsible for 9-11 after fighting with us in the Balkans. What a surprise well, there. My, my great friend and comic, Dave Smith, says, if you want to see who we're fighting tomorrow, look at who we're funding today. And this is why I'm so concerned about the, the right sector and the Azov Battalion over in Ukraine, assuming they don't get wiped out by Russia. Those aren't some nice characters, and we're giving them the best training and the best armaments on the planet. I, I'm I'm nervous about what that portends for the future. Well, but them and mercenaries. Yeah, uh, of the Ukraine war right now is predominantly being fought by a huge number of mercenaries from all around the world, particularly also in Colombia. A lot of the Colombian military is being shipped over from Latin America to Ukraine to do the fighting on the Ukrainian side. Uh, I, Russian, heard it, I heard I, it was on the Russian side. No, 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 no. On the on the Russian side, they're using a lot of Cubans. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. So a so lot of Cubans are Cuban being Cuban mercenaries, and then who's which mercenaries are Ukraine using? Uh, the Colombians. So it's, it's yeah. Colombians versus There's Cubans in Ukraine. Ukraine. <laughs> yes, this is the modern world war that we're dealing well, with right now. A lot of wars have yeah. been using mercenaries. Imagine, imagine but, being yeah. in the trenches, be like, and then the guy's like, ¿Qué? ¿Qué? Amigo? ¿Qué pasa? Puta maricón! Chupa mi huevos, pendejo! Like, and then as a fucking Ukrainian there, be like, what the fuck is going on here? What the fuck is this shit? Vladimir Putin. Yeah, fuck, man. It's it's crazy. But but a lot of these wars are being fought with, with mercenaries, private groups. This is why Wagner was as prominent as they were, because they were able to, of course, have soldiers from all over the world that they hired and paid a lot of money. Uh, to do their fighting that they were able to, of course, do privately. And like, like you know, the market shows anything a part of a private enterprise usually is a lot more effective, usually is a lot more successful than big government initiatives and programs that usually are filled with pork, fat, and a bunch of corrupted oligarchs that take a lot of the shit for themselves. So um, the, the situation in Ukraine is just one situation. But Ed Krasenstein here has a very interesting point. Uh, Steph, uh, yeah, there you go. Saying, is it okay that Trump sent $50 million to Syria and left U.S. military weapons in that country, given that Syria has historically supplied weapons to Hamas? He 
he's bringing up, of course, criticism of Joe Biden that a lot of people are making right now with him, of course, leaving a lot of weapons in Afghanistan. I would say that this is just something that they have always done. And this is something that they always will continue to do if we allow them to get away with this bullshit. But I think that the larger perspective that I think a lot of people need to understand here is the involvement of China that recently brought together Iran and Saudi Arabia and ended the proxy conflict in Yemen. China stepped in, got involved, and with business ties said, hey, guys, stop fucking fighting in Yemen. Stop creating the worst humanitarian crisis on the face of the earth, even though the United States was working with Saudi Arabia. Iran was working with Russia. But now it looks like the Sunni-Shia alliance is coming together against Israel with China acting like the middleman saying, hey, you guys will work together. They are. What, what, what's happening when they're working together? They're going after Israel. And this is something that I said on my broadcast a couple months ago when this news originally broke about six to eight months ago. I said, this is really bad news for Israel. You could go back. Maybe some someone from my team should go back and try to find that video. Maybe you guys could help us find that specific video. But I said, hey, guys, a big thing just happened in the Middle East. The war in Yemen is over. These two Mega forces that used to fight each other are coming together. This is a really bad sign for Israel. And uh, essentially, we called out what's happening right now preemptively, and the situation doesn't look that good for Israel. Could Israel survive here with Lebanon, Syria, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and Iran going up against it is the larger question. It's a huge question. Uh, to address Ed Krasenstein, who I've already demolished in a debate. Yeah. Hi, Ed. Clint Russell. You remember me? Yeah. All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, for him to bring that up, it's like, I don't even know what the reality is of that situation. Like, granted, if he did leave behind uh, elite uh, munitions, that's not that's not great. But the reality is that Trump tried to withdraw troops from Syria and he was lied to by his generals about the uh, the troop counts there. So how can I possibly hold him to account for the weaponry that, that was left behind when he was trying to withdraw troops and he was lied to by his own uh, you know, higher ups in under his command? It's, yeah. it's insane. That's a very good point because the U.S. military, the U.S. Pentagon lied to the president of the United States who said, yeah, we're going to send troops out of there. And the U.S. military said, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. And they and didn't they do never it. fucking did it. And yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, but the you fuck? guys saw uh, right before they left it that, you know, because we're leaving so much military, supposedly there's soldiers like shooting guns into their own equipment, like cutting the wires on the, you know, helicopter stuff so that they wouldn't know how to use it. But obviously they can figure out how to refix a wire, you know what I mean? Well, I don't, know, I don't know. There's, there's been footage of the Taliban trying to fly the helicopters, and, and a lot of the times the helicopters crash. Yeah. I think there is something to say about, you know, intelligence yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, when yeah. it comes to the Afghanis and their uh, Taliban forces that... Uh, don't always have the best prowess. Well, let's just, let's just no, leave it at I mean, that. Aren't we training Ukrainian pilots right now to fly yes. F-16s? Fighter so, jets, yep. Yeah, so I'm sure some of those uh, terrorists probably got some training too. Which, which Joe Biden a year ago said he would never do. He would never arm the Ukrainians with F-16s or train them up, and now he's doing it all. It's just this slow escalation. I, I think people forget you know, what our policy was upon the invasion and and how much it's evolved today where like they're willing to do everything up to basically a full-blown nato support squad for ukraine it's very it's very concerning and now as as luke was mentioning earlier there's so many fronts to this like you have the potential china with with taiwan you got azerbaijan you got uh you know uh, now israel you got ukraine i'm just like how can how can you possibly fight on all these fronts? It's just not realistic. Well, and then yeah. this is the front. This is the video, Luke. I want to I want to show you. Gosh, now I pull it up. 
But this is an Uber driver, or, and this is him talking about how, I don't know. And he's from another country, and he's holding out this card. And he said, yeah, the U.N. sent me over here. I'm a soldier for the U.N., and I, they gave me this card. It's got a computer chip in it, like a bank card, you know. But it's got the guy's picture on it, information, number. He's got his, uh, he's a number. And, um, you know, he's telling them that he was told, he was given a phone, he was given this card, and he was told to go to a certain city and get a place to stay and wait. They would get in touch with him through the phone, I guess, a mass text message or something, tell him where to go when they needed him to do something. But basically, he was free to come into the country and hang out. Now, listen, he's not just going to come live here. If he's a soldier for the U.N., he's not going to come live here for six months and then pay him $2,200 a month, okay? Whatever they're planning on doing, they're planning on doing it within, I would say, the next 90 days to 120 days. I don't know if that's true. Uh, but he's going he, he's gonna to go get a place to live. What if, what if that is? What if what if that's what's really going on? Who's that bus? random taxi driver? Exactly. I know, but <laughs> is I'm that just, your Uber driver? That is my Uber driver, and that's my dad. No, on a serious note, though, what if this border invasion was also kind of a front for some sort of like civil war that they want to start? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, it is it is dividing a lot of people politically. Of course, uh, and, and it's and it's hard to kind of say anything on this matter. I remember when when the news broke, and I'm like, oh fuck, here we go again. One, it's bad for the world. It's bad for international foreign relations. Two, there's a lot of countries on the brink of war. This is only going to bring them closer to it. But more importantly, when, when we look, we're looking at the very divisive political situation here in the United States, this doesn't help it. This adds fuel to the fire. People are becoming more hyperbolic, more emotional, including individuals like Jordan Peterson that tweeted, quote, give him hell, Netanyahu, enough is enough, as a lot of people who are criticizing the Ukraine invasion are calling for an invasion of uh, Palestine and the south of Israel, and they're calling for more war. Uh, the Rubin Report also is another individual calling for more aggressive actions by Israel. And of course, there's going to be a lot of aggressive actions, aggressive actions that, of course, will lead to more life loss. And uh, uh, truly, this is just a, a sad situation. But a lot of people are, are not very happy with Jordan Peterson with his comments telling Netanyahu to give them hell. What's your response to it? We already got a super chat about this saying that he lost a lot of his Muslim support. But uh, again, this is what we talked about, the very divisive nature of this all. What, what is your guys' response to Jordan Peterson. He's going to walk all this back just like 9-11 when we're like, oh, we're going to go kill all those Muslims for weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist. Just blindly saying that you need to kill people, I think you're always going to have egg on your face over time. Well, particularly a guy who, like, taught me to, you know, make my bed and shit. Like, yeah. what you're... You're talking about about respons responsibility and adulthood and being a man. This isn't fucking being a man. It's not being a man to just like respond instantaneously in vicious anger without any specific targeting. He's not being careful with his words, which he constantly describes himself as as focused on that path. I'm I'm extraordinarily disappointed, and this is coming from a big fan of Jordan Peterson. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. It seems as if he's completely forgotten any of the religious teachings that he's you know helped lead me down the path towards. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I, I think you guys bring up uh, very good points here, as a lot of people are disappointed. And, you know, how can you just respond towards, hey, a lot of innocent people were lost here. Let's go kill them. 
And exactly. like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, come on. Like, I understand there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. And I, I think truly, um, if we're going to be spending our time and if we're going to be commentating on this, we should pay respects to all the innocent life loss here, all the innocent human beings that have been imprisoned, that probably are being tortured, that probably are being held captive and, and are being used as pawns and probably will be used as human shields. I, I, I think if we're going to be talking about this tragedy, we got to talk about how much of a tragedy it is, not call for more tragedies, not call for more bloodletting, not calling for more sacrifice, not calling for more war, more murder. I think that's the wrong approach in just my own personal opinion and perspective here. I, I might be wrong. And again, there, there's so many people... That there's so much passion here. It's it's very hard to to kind of comment on it because you have to be very careful in how you word things and how you move forward. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. also made a, a, a kind of very similar comment, saying that he supports um, Stephanie. Uh, can, you, can you? Yeah, there you go. Saying that he, of course, supports the Biden administration and their support of Israel, and he wants uh, you know more kind of. Uh, he he had a very long statement that was very. Um, uh, it, was, it was a very politician-like answer that he is also being heavily criticized for calling for, of course, the state of, state of Israel to, to defend himself, that, of course, a lot of people are responding to in also a very kind of critiquing way as well. But I think we, we are seeing which side is pro-war, which side is not for war throughout these larger kind of discourse. Immortal Technique had some choice words for RFK Jr. here, criticizing here, calling him someone that is a warmongerer and a part of the military industrial complex. So it is kind of surprising to see uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and, of course, um, Jordan Peterson release some of these comments. And then on the other side, there's, there's a lot of other people that are just trying to excuse what Hamas did, which also is pretty fucked up and, and, and pretty stupid and pretty uh, idiotic too, as of course Hamas went into civilian territories and shot and killed innocent human fucking beings. At a concert. That's fucked up. At a concert, yeah, like yeah. a rave at yeah, an EDM yeah. concert. That's disgusting. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then people are saying, oh no, this is just, you know, uh, Hamas breaking out. It's not them fucking breaking out. It's them causing terror. It's them being terrorists against civilian populations. Them launching bombs randomly into communities of human beings, which is fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like You don't need to be a, a fucking rocket scientist to try to navigate this political sphere and just say, you're fucked up, you're fucked up. Just stop being fucked up. What's not going to stop this shit is the hyperbolic fucking nonsense from either of these sides, you know? No, well, you go ahead, Clint. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what concerns me most about RFK's comments is, like, I'm fairly convinced that Israel was involved in his, at least one of his, either his... Cancels, the cancellations? His, no, no, his dad or his... Oh, their death. Oh, yeah, right, right. yeah, his dad or... Because remember he got in trouble for saying the vaccine. Or his uncle. Unfortunately affected Well, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they also tried to, you know, character assassinate him, call him anti-Semitic because yeah. he was talking about how it, there's variable differential when it comes to the uh, vaccine efficacy, depending on you know, genetics or whatever. It's just bizarre to me that, and, and I know I get in a lot of trouble for asking this question, but I'm going to ask it again. I don't understand why so many American politicians sound as if they're running for re-election amongst the Israeli voters. Oh, like, dude. I it's, mean, so, it's so over the top. What about like, the presidential debate? The three of them yeah. said, uh, I mean, they kept on talking about Israel in a presidential debate while our country's crumbling. I mean, uh, I get That's it. what bothers me. Like, I, I do understand, you know, oh, there's a lot of Jewish powerful people, and I understand why, like, I, I'm not stupid. I can see why people want to support Israel because it is important, but I mean, to support Israel more than America is pathetic. That, that, that's yeah. that's I mean, where I draw the line. It's yeah. like, a, if, if we were doing great, 
Okay, you want to be concerned about our allies? That's fine. We're fucking $33 trillion in debt, folks. That's not sustainable. Not even close. Not to mention the, the you know, civil discord that we're suffering. Not to mention the, the mind manipulation, the fear tactics that we've all suffered for the past three years during COVID. Like, we're just hanging on by a thread here. And we're like, no, no, no. We're going to now fund multiple proxy wars all over the world with a bunch of countries that don't really give a fuck about us if we're being totally honest with ourselves. And we're just going to pray that it all works out in the end this is suicidal and it's like it's going to destroy the country if people don't wake up to how they're being used and manip manipulated yeah, in my I, opinion. I, another thing that i that i kind of said at the dinner table with tim and the whole staff yesterday is like this is going to be expanding everywhere this is not just going to be happening um in in israel this is going to be happening all over the world as of course there's going to be a lot of different sectarian violence that's going to be very destructive and very bad for everyone in Egypt, they're reporting that two Israeli citizens were just attacked and killed, uh, probably because they were Jewish in yeah. a predominant Islamic state. So we're, we're, when we're seeing such gross, you know, violent actions and terrorizing individuals just because of the way that they were born, this is something that needs to be called out more than ever. There's a lot of rallies right now inside of the United States. There's one happening in Tampa. There's one happening right now in Times Square right now where people are calling for for a free Palestine. People are, are essentially rallying after these Hamas attacks. And, uh, you know, as far as optics, I don't know. That's not that's not something that uh, is going to point well to American politics, especially with all the divisiveness, especially with all the hyper-tense feelings and emotions here in the United States with so many Muslims and Jews living close to each other, as, of course, I do think there's going to be more retaliatory attacks uh, in the United States, everywhere else, and it's just going to get totally out of control from, from well, how I see it. On top of that, we have millions and millions of uh, illegal immigrants that are coming across every yeah. month. It's like, it's just so, on all fronts, folks, it's so unsustainable. I just like really want to drive that home. This is not fear-mongering to tell you guys this. As someone who's older, if you're younger, just take my word for it, it didn't used to be so fucked up. Just to put it bluntly, like it has gotten significantly crazier year after year, starting basically after Trump got elected. The media went fucking ballistic, and now it has just gotten progress like exponentially more insane. Dude, it's gotten so bad. Like you talked about all the normal problems, but then it goes to our freaking education system. There are some counties in Baltimore where no kids were proficient in oh, English yeah. in English Crazy. or math. I mean, so these kids are all dumb. That you know, the pandemic, they all had to miss like two years or three years of school, so everybody's behind. So forget about all like the geopolitical stuff that's happening. I don't have, we don't have a bright future because we're basically, I mean, we're screwing our future by exactly. making them all dumb, stupid, and fat and vaccinated and, and poor and poor as shit. Yeah, and, so. I, and I don't know how they're going to recover if you don't have financial resources to remedy any of this. It just gets more and more hard fought, and it's like. I just feel like we're, we're putting ourselves at such an enormous disadvantage at this inflection point where you have, uh, you know, the Thucydides trap, as they call it, with China, where you have this like rising power in the East. And and everything that the West ought to be doing is getting more uh, fiscally sound, getting more educated, get, coming together more if you want to try and prevail in that fight or stay stay in a, you know in competition with them. And the, we're going the opposite direction. We're getting dumber and poorer and fatter. And it's like... There's just there's just no hope for success unless we turn that around. Yeah, Nikki Haley um, oh, said some very reasonable things on Fox News uh, as of late, and I want to play her comments. Clint, you sent me this video, and I think it's worth noting to uh, see where uh, some of the neoconservative American right is as <laughs> of uh, today. 
But let's step back because I want the American people to kind of take this in for a second. Just imagine that here the Israelis woke up and communities were bombarded. Families were murdered. Women and children were taken hostage, dragged through the streets. The elderly were taken. All of this has happened in front of everyone, on top of thousands of rockets that hit Israel. This should be personal for every woman and man in America. Why? Because when they did this, when they did this surprise attack, when they took these hostages, when they murdered these families, they were celebrating. And what were they celebrating? They were saying death to Israel, death to America. This is not just an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America because they hate us just as much. And what we have to understand is this is the reason that we have to unite around making sure our enemies do not hurt our friends. America can never be so arrogant to think we don't need friends, just like we needed them on 9-11. That's why Ukraine needs us when Russia's doing this. That's why Israel needs us when Hamas and Iran are doing this. And I'll say this to, to Prime Minister Netanyahu, finish them. Finish them. Hamas did this. You know Iran's behind it. Finish them. They should have hell to pay for what they've just done. Yeah, it's, uh, that so, sounds uh, reasonable if you want to destroy the world and create more world war, war, wars. I mean, that's a, a hyperbolic, very aggressive statement by Nikki Haley, who is running to be president of the United States, that what the fuck do you mean finish them like what the fuck these are people yeah. these are fucking human beings this is a fucking whole fucking grid of people of women whole, and children finish country. them what the do you fuck think are you talking about if they dropped a nuke on Gaza right now would, what would Twitter be like in your opinion if they dropped a bomb right the now the same it is, it is, it is, as nah, it is now I think they would even be more happy people would be yeah. like dancing oh we got it everybody's dead and then all I would think about is all those poor cats the stray cats and dogs that are dead too um, no but I think people would love that sadly if we dropped really? another Hiroshima don't, you so, don't think so oh, Nikki Haley she'd be we did it! You know, Operation Warp to kill everybody fast. I don't want to say warp speed. The, the civil unrest from that would be just massive. The, Here in the, the United States, yeah. Because have you seen... Everywhere in the seen, Middle East. Well, like, it's like, uh, uh, which Kardashian? It's not Chloe. What's the one that's a billionaire? The Jenner? Uh, Kylie Jenner? Oh, Kylie, yeah. she, she's getting canceled because she posted support for uh, Israel. And then the Miami Heat posted... They had to delete it, too. They posted something in support of Israel, which I'm surprised because, you know, we live in this world where if you say anything, you're anti-Semitic. But I am surprised that there's getting a lot of kickback from the free Palestine people right now that are like, no, F that. I, it's just you know wow. they, you're yeah. right. There is going to be yeah. some civil discourse because if you want to the Miami Heat thing, and it's it's mainly Arab people being like, you know, saying what they think about yeah. Israel. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Like, wow, I didn't realize this was this deeper. I, I didn't know that they had that kind of influence. But I just wanted to say about Nikki Haley real quick, man. Um, number one, cheers to the modern, you know, the MAGA America First Republicans for having completely done away with that sick ideology of kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so I'm so grateful that so many of you have seen the errors of, you know, the war on terror and the Patriot Act and everything that came with the George Bush administration. And it makes me fucking sick that a lady like that is still able to run for president and poll near double digits in the GOP primary. It's crazy to me that there's still people that don't that hear her rhetoric and think that it doesn't sound insane because it's so fucking obviously insane. And let me say to Nikki, uh, it's, it's very convenient what you left out of that little speech there when it comes to the year after year bombardment of all of these nations in the Middle East. They, they, when they say death to America, there's a fucking reason, Nikki, and you're a big part of it since you worked. I think she was at the U.N., right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's like, it's like just so fucking detached from reality. These people are, and it just, it drives me absolutely up the wall that, that these people are still in politics today after decades of failure and death and destruction and the suicide rate of our military veterans as they come home from these terrible wars that they realize were completely unnecessary. And then they end up killing themselves. We've lost more, more American soldiers have died by their own hands than we lost in combat during the war on terror. That's the mental toll that they went through with these immoral wars. And she's the fucking figurehead of it. And it's crazy that she's still on the political landscape. And a lot of these elements are also tied to, of course, the intelligence agencies that have radicalized a lot of Islamist terrorists, armed them, financed them, and yeah. essentially shaken up their beehive and said, yes, go attack and destabilize this region. As, of course, what happened in Libya, I think, is a very important learning lesson to American interventionalism and to the policy that Nikki Haley keeps advocating for. Because what are the people in Libya left with? Fucking decay. The, the, the return of human slave markets. A failed fucking state that happened because of American intervention to keep the world safe. Motherfucker, you're not keeping the world safe. You're arming radical jihadists. <laughs> and the CIA has a fucking history of doing this shit. And this is why Hamas fucking terrorists are walking around with fucking American M4s right now. It's not a coincidence. It's not a fucking accident that a lot of this shit is happening where the United States just conveniently dropped off a huge fucking payload of weapons. All right? So the geopolitical picture, yes, it's very complex, but how about we just start doing one thing? Stop fucking leaving weapons in the Middle East, number one. Number two, stop radicalizing Islamic jihadists and supporting them to overthrow fucking political leaders that were democratically elected in that fucking region. How about we just stop fucking doing that? How about we stop financing all these fucking sites to fight each other and then be surprised that there's a fucking fight? Gee whiz, I wonder why Iran is as powerful as they are right now as, of course, their sphere of influence was only helped because of the Iraq war, which Nikki Haley fucking called for. And these fucking, they're not idiots. You can call them idiots because face value, what they're doing is fucking idiotic. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking, it's fucking satanic in so many different fucking ways. <laughs> but seriously, you look at the Iraq war. The situation would not happen right now as it is right in, in Israel if it wasn't for the Iraq war. Iran became a lot more powerful, had more of a sphere of influence. Iraq was actually challenging them. There was a huge conflict between Iraq and Iran that has been going on for a very long time. Once you got rid of the political leadership in Iraq, you allowed Iran to have such a huge sphere of influence where now they have their target. And as Wesley Clark pointed out, they are on the list of countries that the United States wants to bomb, eviscerate, and destroy. And that's exactly what they set them up to do. That's exactly the geopolitical situation that we're in. They're working right now with Russia. They're working right now with Hamas. They're working right now with Palestine. And they're as powerful as they are because of the Iraq war that Nikki Haley fucking called for, which she should be called out for. The comments underneath let's this video are also pretty telling as well, as we have the first comment here by Anya Parmilo, who says, you owe your entire career to the Zionist lobby and are selling out Christians. Plus, you look and sound psychotic. The second awesome. comment <laughs> is Hillary Clinton 2.0. And I would definitely agree with those kind of larger sentiments here, but that's, that's enough of me ranting about this entire situation as the fucking demons that created this problem are telling you that they're going to have more solutions that are going to cause more fucking problems. Well, let, let, let me just add to, real quick, Operation Fast and the Furious, it's not just 
the Muslims that we're arming. It's mm-hmm. not just the Muslims that we're radicalizing. The fucking cartels in Mexico has all, all have also been armed by us. The drug trade is probably I can't prove run it. Run by the CIA. But probably run, been by, run the by the CIA. Yeah. Especially with the Iran Contra. Especially with Free exactly. and Ricky Ross. Especially with all the insiders like Gary Webb that exposed this in the fucking LA Times detailing how the CIA was literally bringing cocaine and spreading crack all through throughout the United and, States. You think they're not doing it now since they were never held accountable for it in the fucking first place? Right. They are. And, and it's free money. So they're that's what yeah. they're gonna do. Because they don't want the they don't want the cartels to benefit, even though the cartels still benefit. They they just want a piece of the pie. That's why yeah. the government's even involved well, in that. Well that and, and that's actually how they fund their black ops uh, yeah. projects is that was was the LA crack trade primarily. Um but so my point in bringing this up is that it's blowback on all fronts. It's both. I mean, it's kind of domestic. It's in our hemisphere, at least when we're when we're uh, doing Operation Fast and Furious under Barack Obama into the cartels. But now, but now, what do we have? We have people like Nikki Haley that are saying, "Well, we have to flatten Iran." They, they- well, the the moderate Republicans, the Ron DeSantis's and the Vivek Ramaswamy's and the Trumps of the world, they're saying we have to flatten the Mexican drug cartels. All of these are creations of our own government. Mm-hmm. All of them. Especially since one of the major cartels was literally trained by American special forces and then let loose on the Mexican people. The history there is it's fucking horrific. very telling. It's, it's very, very horrific, and just some to of say the stuff least. coming out of Mexico, have you seen these, these latest videos? And, you know, I don't know if it's real or fake, but where they had a bunch of 13-year-old boys and they shot them and they sent the video to their family. This yeah. is just on Daily Mail. So, I mean, some of the stuff the cartel is doing, if we're going to get involved in anything, why don't we ever get involved in that? We don't. They hang people off bridges all day long. So, well, our resources should be at the southern border, nowhere else. I yeah. mean, really, that is where we're being invaded. But, but it was a, it was a specific police unit inside of Mexico that was trained by American special forces that went off and created their own cartel mm-hmm. that got rid of the good old boys rule. See, back back in the day, the cartels, even though they would you know commit violence, they would make sure it was never in public. We, they would make sure women and children weren't hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then comes this new, highly trained, American influenced cartel. That came in, got a lot of influence, and they started the public executions, the killings, the murdering, the torture on camera, and then putting it on the internet for everyone to see in the world. And then this launched this kind of spiral out of control where psychological warfare is now involved in this larger kind of drug trade in Latin America where you got to terrify your opponent by literally filming the torture, execution, and just horrible fucking actions that they do against uh, a lot of the times you know, their fellow rivals. But also sometimes, you know, innocent human beings that are caught up in the madness just because they're closely uh, associated with either a neighborhood or a group in an an organization. But it, it, it never used to be like this. So the fact that it is just highlights just how far gone we are and how far gone this situation is in Palestine and in Israel as, of course, what's happening in Ukraine is is something very similar to, to what's been happening in Israel. You look at that 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 eastern Ukrainian region, it has been involved in war for a very long time. Limited war, but then it blew up to a big war. There's a big possibility that even if we end the war in Ukraine, there's still going to be that same kind of rivalry, that same kind of fighting that there always has been inside of that very specific region. History, a lot of people say, doesn't repeat it, rhymes. 
I think there's a reason why almost every 80 to 100 years we have this huge fucking event and we have all the, the kind of world on fire fighting each other and bloodletting and sacrificing each other and killing each other. I think we're entering one of those phases and I think you got to be prepared for it more than ever because shit's going to get fucked up in my opinion. Well, people want to enter that phase. People yep. want war. I mean, like I said earlier, Y2K, people want this weird conflict. I don't know why, but maybe it gives us purpose. Maybe it's like with the pandemic when we're all struggling and misery loves company, but... No, this is not letting up, sadly. No, no it is not. So uh, we're reaching uh, almost uh, the end of our broadcast. I want to shout out Rumble for putting us on the front page. I really appreciate you guys you, doing that, even though we're having a little bit of uh, difficulties trying to find this broadcast and other people are having difficulties find it as well. But God bless gonna, you, Rumble. We're going we're, we're gonna to work out the kinks here. Uh, we got some Super Chats here as well that we want to address. Again, if you want a Super Chat, you just got to go to my Super Chat. Dot com and I'm gonna pull up some. You want me to read one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go okay. right ahead. Uh, Are you on the Rumble rants? I I don't know. It's from Josh. It says Simcal supporter says Luke. There's a lot of Neff talk these days. I'd like to know what you are all think about the infamous resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh and bodies of the dead Nephilim. I e love Nephilim. Let me talk about <laughs> Nephilim. We are the retarded offspring of these Nephilim. So at one point here on Earth there were giants, and I'm people can't the, tell, but he's all, actually seven foot five, so no, the, he might be Nephilim. All the biblical scholars get so mad at me whenever I talk about the Tower of Babel or if I talk about Nephilim because I don't know the Bible all that well, you know, but I'm going to tell you this. At one point, supposedly there were giants here on Earth, and then supposedly and I'm once again all the Bible. You're pretty big though. Yeah, I'm big. Well, yeah. this is how I know Nephilims are, are true. This is what I always say because the Nephilim supposedly mated with like the the spirits that were... The uh, angels. Yeah, the angels that yeah. were sent here from heaven, a third of the angels. That's why, they, or that's why the Illuminati likes 33 because they represent the third oh, no of shit. the angels that were casted out of heaven. Whoa. So supposedly these Nephilims slept with these angels and the reason why I know Nephilim's real because they were like you know the size of a building but their penises were able to go into the side of an angel I'm very tall okay. and I have a very small penis so I have a Nephilim penis there you saying. go so that's true you can be super tall and proof still, positive Nephilim are real and still have a small dong so yeah. Nephilim are real and uh, and they're hiding all the bones and there was a flood there was a flood and look at Tartaria I'm just no, I know. I do think there were giants here on Earth uh, because that's another thing. If you guys really want to get in the weeds, now we're into the stream. I'm a big dinosaur truther. Did you know that, Luke? No, no, no. Go ahead. A lot ahead. of what they tell us about dinosaurs is is all artist renditions. I'm not saying that that there's yeah. not big lizards or there's not big animals and that there's not big. But what they the dinosaurs tell us, are fake. What they tell us, a lot of what they tell us. How would they know? A this is another thing. Exactly. I've had debates on this, right? I've had debates with with dinosaur scholars, and even in the the top. That just sounds like a fake career. Dinos there is. They're paleontologists. They're paleontologists. Sounds like a fucking whatever. fortune teller. But but they'll then I'll ask them. I'll look. Well, how did you know that the T Rex's eyes were green? They don't have any. They just. They. It's all. Oh, it's a straight guess. Yeah, yeah. It's just, they're just guessing. So yeah. I'm just saying, there's a lot of crap that we don't know. So the fact that there could be these big bones, maybe those are the bones of giants. I don't know, but something is not. We don't know. Is all is my point. Yeah, they they basically never find the skeletons intact. You've never seen a real dinosaur bone. Every bone that's in a museum is a mold mm -hmm. of a of a real dinosaur bone because they say that they are too radioactive. You've never seen a real dinosaur bone in your entire life. Did you know that, Luke? No. 
Every single dinosaur bone that's in any museum is a, and they make them all in China at this factory. I swear, all the dinosaurs, you guys think I'm kidding. They use chicken bone, they use all these bones, they put them together. Google how dinosaur bones are made, and they're all made in this one province in China. <laughs> and that's, fuck? yes, that's where they make 95% of the bones for any museum you've ever seen is made in the same factory in China. Oh, dude. No cap. Right. That's a Yo, fact. If that's true, I, I, I'm the truth. Yeah. Clint, that is true. Now, wow. a dinosaur's existence, their age, this and that. I don't know, but this is another one there's people like how old is the earth okay so the great coral reef in australia it took on a bunch of damage i forget like in the 60s or something and so they've been meticulously watching how fast it takes for the coral to grow now reverse engineering how fast they've watched it grow to you know how they can tell it grows x amount of time over this it grows mm -hmm. x amount of size over this much time they would only this is what they say they would date that the great coral reef is less than six thousand years old and that's how they say that. And this is the biggest coral reef on Earth. That's, you know, if they talk about how fast it heals itself, if they reverse engineer that. So I don't know. Is the Earth billions and billions of years old? I don't know. Maybe it's well, not. I, I, I want to ask you what your most controversial opinion is. Uh, but I definitely want to delve into that because it is fascinating. And you do make a kind of very compelling my, case well, here. Th this is my, this is the one that gets everybody so mad. And this is like, it's, it always goes back to flat Earth, of course. You know, people are like, is the Earth flat? Is it a spinning ball? And for me, this is, this, is what, this is what I think. I don't think the Earth is necessarily flat. I think it's immovable, like described in Genesis. And I believe the sun, moon, and stars are a clock in the sky. You say, Alex, why do you believe that? Well, the lunar cycle, you guys probably don't know this, but a year is actually, if you broke down a year evenly it's 13 28 day months if that's if they broke down that's 364 yes. so that's how the original calendar was a lunar cycle the moon does 13 28 day cycles a woman's period she doesn't have 12 periods a year she has a period every 28 days a woman has her period 13 times a year so it's weird that the period matches up exactly with the moon and then on top of that Polaris, the North Star, has been in the same spot since recorded history. They'll tell you that, oh, they used to use this old Polaris thousands of years ago. But that Polaris, the North Star, we've been able to use as celestial navigation since the first boat was ever built. That's how they were able to cross these huge seas, not with modern technology, but by using the sun, moon, and stars. And you're like, what are you talking about? If you watch the stars, if you watch it, there's actually a, the Big Dipper and Little Dipper. It's really weird if you watch a video of a star trail, it's literally a swastika turning in the sky. I know that's just weird if you look at the shape of a Big Dipper and Little Dipper. But my whole point is, the sun, moon, and stars are the greatest clock. That's what we use for direction. The world we live in is a perfect system, and I don't think it was a cosmic accident. So that's why it's like, I don't think that just two rocks matched together and everything came from nothing. I think that there was a creator, and he made a system that, you know, works for humans to live in. But is it a simulation? Is it a dome? Is there a firmament? Is there, I don't know any of is that. Is there a crap. turtle? Are this we on a turtle? Are we on the turtle? Is there a flat? I don't know, but I do think the sun, moon, and stars are a clock in the sky and that they tell us what months we're in, what seasons we're in, and we've been able to use the stars for celestial navigation. So they'll tell us that we're going, that we're spinning, and then on top of that, we're orbiting the sun 66,000 miles, and then on top of that, we're moving through the Milky Way galaxy 4.2 million miles an hour through an ever-expanding universe of space. Yet every single night, if you go out, Polaris, the North Star, is in the same spot. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, some of the stuff they tell us about the sun, moon, and stars, and I obviously think the moon landing is fake, I just, I don't think that they can look through a telescope and be like, 
that planet is made out of this chemical, this and that. I don't think they know. They've yeah. never been there. They don't know. Moon landing, absolutely fake. Yeah. Uh, there's, no there's no fucking way. There's no way. There's no fucking way. With 1969 technology, no way. Yeah. And they lost it magically. Oh, we just don't have it anymore. Oh, whoopsie <laughs> do. Coincidence. They didn't just lose the technology. They lost the telemetry data, the data that would show us pinpointed where they went. Because, listen, they'll tell us the International Space Station right now is less than 200 miles away from Earth. The moon is 257,000 miles away. Even Barack Obama, you can type this in, type in Barack Obama low Earth orbit. We don't have the technology to leave low Earth orbit today. The only time we ever left it was six times, six missions. We went in and out during the 1969 through 1972 Apollo moon mission. So we've never left low Earth orbit after that. So there's just no fucking way. There's no way. Yeah. There's no. We can go yeah. high in the sky. We can take balloons. We can do all this, but we more, cannot more go technology to the moon. right here than they had to get in us the mic, to in the mic. In the mic. Speak in the mic. To, yeah. the, more technology right here to get us to the moon, 250,000 miles away, land and then launch and return safely multiple times. And they can't do it today. And they can't. They're not even fucking close to being. Able, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. It doesn't add up. Oh, and people, I think somebody in the comments said, were the months different? I think the calendar was different, and then uh, Augustus changed. I forget what it was, but I, I, the conspiracy was that. August, baby. They yeah, changed August, my month? And they added, I forget, whatever, the Roman calendar. Did, so the calendars did used to be different, if anybody's asked. Yeah, the dates don't really add up. They have to get rid of a day well, one year, and then they're okay with another day. It just doesn't make fucking I think sense. I'm, at all I'm going to, to name the 13th month of the uh, what should be the year. Uh, Steinuary. Yeah, that would be Steinuary. Yeah. That's where we're going to start. No birthdays allowed. Yeah, we got you, dude. All right, we got a $5 rumble rant by F uh, M4A now saying, honestly, do you think any of this global war escalation would be happening under a President Trump? That's a good question. That's what a lot of people are, are making the comments on, specifically on the internet right now. When you look at the, the Geneva Accords, they didn't really help Israel right now. As, of course, the, the, the Geneva Accords really just paid off a bunch of Middle Eastern countries saying, hey, you guys get along, we'll give you money for you guys to get along. Now that situation, especially with Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and Iran, um, aren't really that fruitful for the state of Israel. And uh, Donald Trump, some people are, are making the case that with him relocating the, the mosque and, and officially recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of, of Israel, that also helped escalate the situation to where it I is agree. now. Um, just, he, just, just as and he we were also very close to a war with Iran when, when Donald Trump was president of the United but States. He took out Soleimani. Uh, yep. General, yeah. and and he was also the one. He bragged openly. He bragged about Obama would only send blankets. I sent the Ukrainians bombs, and he yeah. was very proud of it. Like these are escalatory things. Like I, I think he was probably the best president in my lifetime. Just being honest, because I'm an anti-war guy. But that's not even saying much. But it's yeah. just a low mm -hmm. ass bar. Yeah. But but he did listen to a lot of neocons and did bring us bring us on the brink to war with Iran. Now the argument that people are making is that. If he would be president, the United States wouldn't look as weak now. And I think I think there's a case to be made there because he had that kind of madman kind of True. Uh, I like like vision of him from the outsider saying, "Hey, this guy's fucking crazy. We shouldn't fuck with him." And and I think there is some truth in that. I think there is something that I'm willing to give leeway to, even though he did make a lot of geopolitical mistakes on behalf of Jared Kushner, that of course he knowingly obeyed and did some really fucked up shit because of. So yeah, six 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 Park Avenue. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Oh, I know, and he looks like fucking Slender Man, yeah. all right? <laughs> and, I, and he's trying to live forever. He literally said, I'm going to live forever. Wow. Yeah, he said that recently. Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. People, the, the wild card of Trump made him a little scarier to the you know other people in, in power. But 
Dude, I don't think Trump could fix this. I hope he can. I hope I'm wrong. But, Me too. Uh, I mean, I, I still... Maybe because they know Joe Biden is a puppet president and the deep state is running things, so maybe that is why they put this action into play right now. But I don't know if Trump getting into the White House, like he's on his campaign trail right now saying, I could end the Ukraine conflict in 24 hours. I hope he's right. I don't know if that's true. I hope he's right. Yeah. A bad Buddhist gave another super chat saying, Primetime99, are we getting your rough draft mission statement for, for your cult? Uh, okay, basically, we're a cult where you bring your wives to me and I sleep with her. And uh, so that's kind of the mission statement. And if your wife is over 140 pounds, she will go on a fasting regiment until she is <laughs> under 140 pounds. Unless she's a big booty Latina, they're allowed to be up to 175, depending on the ratio of wow. ass to tits. Yeah, we measure that. So, yeah, it's just basically like every cult where I sleep with your wife and then you pay me money and we're all going to live in a compound and uh, Janet Reno's probably going to shoot us one day. Are, so. are you going to be in Waco <laughs> by any chance? I'm near Waco. What are you talking are about? You really? I'm in Dallas. I'm oh, 45 shit. minutes yeah, down Waco Jr., dog. We're even better. <laughs> oh, shit. We're Waco Jr. Come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys have any uh, other Super Chats, you guys get down Super Chat through Rumble Rants and, of course, MySuperChat.com. We're but also you know live. Waco yeah. is only an hour and 20 minutes from Dallas. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, literally that's not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so get in your last super chats right now because we're going to be ending the broadcast soon. Alex has a flight to catch on Spirit Airlines, which he's going to be very happy on. And if it had Wi-Fi, I would live stream it so you guys could see the chaos live on the That'd plane. You were, you were live last night from the boat. We had a seven-minute live stream, uh, and then you know, you know what I I love though about that and tonight. Or excuse me, this morning, you know, you look at the the Tim Pool haters. People, I think we said earlier in the street, people are like, why is Tim playing Baldur's Gate on a yacht? It's like, shut up. The guy freaking yeah. rented a yacht. He can play whatever the hell he wants, exactly. you idiot. Yeah, so I'm on Team <laughs> Tim Pool. Uh, same, same. But you did catch him in a moment where he's yeah, he was like, like in the sound. <laughs> it was a funny thing, but it's still, it's like, hey, man. If he's I like can... deep into yeah. He's like, his legs are like, uh, he's like deep. You know, Everybody's he's like deep hating into on that picture. But no, I think he's pretty cool. I mean, the fact that you can do that. I'd like that's, to see. You play, I'd like to see your bitch ass play Baldur's Gate on a yacht. All right? You see yourself playing Baldur's Gate on the yacht, and then you can throw stones. I was, I was playing the Titanic uh, song as soon as we were pulling off. Oh my off gosh, there. Luke is playing all the, of best the worst DJ. hits. I was the, the worst, worst fucking DJ and ever. It was so loud at one point you couldn't even think. It was insane. so like we're, we're in this like ratchet ass fucking boat launch where all these like ghetto ass people twerking and listening to all this fucking mumble rap they bullshit. Porter's girlfriend. Porter's girlfriend. Yeah, she was on the boat before us. Did you have an affair yeah. with her? No, I tried to, and she was scared. <laughs> and, I, you know, Clint, I wanted to, like, troll her more, but in my mind, I'm like, she doesn't deserve to get trolled because him and I have beef. That's and I true. just want to be nice. I mean, you know, I don't want to be, like, stupid Dave sucks. I just didn't want to. But she gave you the digits, though, right? Mm, she gave me something. Some, some affection, <laughs> some good, you know, good vibrational energy. But, but yeah, mm -hmm. it was very kind of, um, you know, it, it was funny seeing all these like degenerate rap music videos being like portrayed everywhere as we're going down the coast. And I'm like, fuck it, we're gonna play Celine Dion fucking Titanic musical as we're fucking blasting that shit in front of everybody. That's I played, funny. I played polka music. I played Luke, Irish tell, folk songs. Tell them what the demographics of most of the people on the other boats are. Well, you know, the, the ratchet hip-hop community usually has a certain, you know, demographic. They every boat. I'm yeah. telling you guys, all these nice shots. And I'm, I'm pro-black. I'm part black, a little bit of black. A black guy was in me last night, so I'm black. No, I'm kidding. Every boat was like... You could hear the smoke detector going off. Kind of, yes. That's, <laughs> that's the old joke. It was like soul plane, but soul boat. It was kind of... It was just... It was good. It was good vibrational energy. Soul, soul boat is a great description. Yeah. Soul I would, boat. I was yeah. fucking blasting classical music. I was fucking... We would be driving by a boat, and there's like... 
you 30 people twerking, you know, going gangsta style, and then it was just us, Tim playing Baldur's Gate, playing the, uh, the Titanic Me, me playing polka. Me <laughs> yeah. playing polka we playing and, like, Irish folk songs. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great time. It was a great really time. I appreciate uh, you coming on. We got another super chat here by M4A Now saying, Jeremy at the quartering said he spent time with anyone to help them getting situated on Rumble. Hit him up. Yeah, Jeremy has been uh, very helpful from uh, the quartering. Uh, he's someone I'm in, in contact Jeremy's with as well. Jeremy's been very helpful to me too. I really yeah. appreciate all the help. So, uh, yeah, shout out Jeremy to Jeremy. has uh, not been helpful he to me at all. No, but, I, but he does, we're, we follow each other. So, you know, he's probably cool. You uh, can probably ask him for help. He, he <laughs> He gives me a lot of unsolicited help. Oh, it's okay. kinda, it's he's one of the, he's I one love of them. it. I love it. But he's one of those just like, do this, do that. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, execution is all about execution. And right. sometimes I can't execute this. I appreciate that from Jeremy. I do uh, appreciate Jeremy. it too. I don't want to sound I, like I, I, I want that. I want constructive yeah. criticism. I want people to be like, do this, do that. I'm like, oh. yeah. That make uh, that kind of makes sense. Let it me, does let me make actually, sense. Let me I don't, actually, I don't let me, mean to be, you know, flippant. But he, yeah. He's a good businessman too, and he does really yeah, he good is. stuff yeah, with his sure coffee company as well. So shouts out to him. He's on Rumble as well. Check him out on the quartering on Rumble. We got another super chat here by Mike L. Roy saying. USA rules. We went to the moon over 50 years ago, but then deleted the technology like American Idol recording on a DVR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point there, Mike Lowry. Great, great. absolute point I accidentally here. Accidentally recorded over it. So, um, Alex, we reached, I think, two hours now officially. Thank you so much for, for uh, coming on this broadcast. We really appreciate your humor. We appreciate Man. your your kind of Andy Kaufman-like antics. I think we need a lot more of them. I, I truly am very appreciative of you for, for you being in the space. There's not a lot of people like you. A lot of people are very serious, and they're very anal, and they're very uptight, and they're, a lot of them are just fucking assholes. You're not an asshole. You're a really fun guy to be around, and you bring a lot of good, lively energy. So I, I just want to thank you for not just coming on this broadcast, but also being a part of this sphere in a very unique way. You polarize a lot of people. People either love you or hate you. Yeah. I love you because I think we need more of that fucking crazy shit. We yep. need more of people willing to break out of the norms because the norm is this fucking bullshit. And I got to say this. I mean, I'm telling you, it is, you know, I'm not going to put you on, on that level of Tucker Carlson because that was very surreal, and I got to go on Tucker show but i'm telling you it's very surreal that i get to talk to you luke because i watch those videos of you calling out larry silverstein i watch you as a little kid reporting on 9-11 when nobody was when i was like i would see signs in new york city for thermite and be like what about you idiots think 9-11 a thermite you know i mean i was young i was 16 or 17 so what the hell do i know but my point is you were at the same age actually calling this crap out so you're a legend i really will always respect just Jesus being able savage. to yeah that's what i'm saying just being able to talk to you because you and i we're not that different. Like we've confronted politicians. That's what people like. You've done it at a high level. I've done it at a high level. So it, it is just kind of an honor and privilege now that we're quote unquote colleagues in this business. Yeah, this was a great show. The energy was there. We had Ian in the beginning. We had we had you come on, and then uh, it was just a really fun show. So is just Ian here right now. He left. He, he literally just went to the airport. He oh, slept. Like, he slept on the, the couch. Like Last that couch. Night he slept on the couch. He slept on that couch right there. Right, 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 right behind Ian me. Ian is so. the man. His I love his Ian. essence and his energy is here, and he's yeah. going to be coming back, staying a week with us. So we're going to be doing a week with him. Oh no, uh, A week of shows. We're going to be doing this with a lot of other uh, commentators as well. We're going to be inviting them over. We have a guest room here. They're going to be staying here, and we're going to do a week of shows with a lot of really interesting Dude, creators. We met a lot of them during uh, this event that we did here with the Beanie Man, with James O'Keefe, Patrick, Bat, David, Matt Gates. Matt Gates is awesome. He's fucking incredible. Uh, really. So his girlfriend? 
People did give him grief for Ginger. She's so hot in person. Why did they give him grief? I don't know. Because, you know, he had a. There was, you, you, don't, you remember all There this. was human trafficking human rumors, which again, they stuff. were going after him. So they're like, why would this Ginger want to be with him? Da, da, da. But she's actually gorgeous and hot. She so is yeah, 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 no. a smoke show. Folks. And she's very nice, too. Very she, nice, like, yeah. Whenever I'm, I'm at a public event and they're there, they always like come up and say hi, and they're very cordial and they're very nice. And so, you know, you can just see it in their eyes. Good yeah. people. You see that that twinkle. You look it at some people. It takes a lot of balls to yeah. freaking call a vote to ouster the Speaker Bro, of the House. It's exactly. never happened. No. He Yo, fucking did it, yeah. dude. And to have him on stage with us. and uh, You to, guys know how much yeah. I hate politicians. I walked up to Matt Gates and I said, I got to shake your hand. You're a hero. And I asked him one question because I knew I'd probably only get 30 to 45 seconds with him. I said, did you know if you had those votes going in? And he said, absolutely not. Yeah. He just went... It was a pure gambit, dude. I fucking yeah. respect that. And I want to also thank my girl Nancy Mace for that big booty. She's my real favorite big booty uh, conservative. You know, her voting, you know, I think that was a big deal that Nancy yeah. Mace voted uh, uh, to oust him because I think she was at the beginning was all pro McCarthy, this and that. So mm -hmm. uh, she was Mace, one of the seven or eight. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. one of the eight. Call me, Nancy. We have a meetup in two hours here in South Florida. It's still not too late to sign up to LukeUnfiltered.com. The meetup, the location has been given out to members of Twitter and to members of LukeUnfiltered.com. See you guys in two hours for an in-real-life meetup that we're going to be doing here in South Florida. We're going to be doing them, I think, once a month. Uh, LukeUnfiltered.com is another gr great way to support this broadcast. We're going to have more behind-the-scenes videos. We're going to have more unfiltered, uncensored videos here on this platform as well. So make sure to subscribe. It looks like we have two uh, Rumble channels. I guess make sure you're subscribed to both. We're going to try to fix that YouTube problem. Channels? No, uh, we, we used to, but because, I think we're going to launch them soon. It, it parrots or whatever, you know, no. it, it uh, copies your YouTube channel if you log into it. So maybe it, it is. I, have, I haven't copied it, but oh, also okay. shouts out to Rumble for putting us on the front page. Really appreciate that as well. Uh, I really appreciate uh, everyone here. So subscribe. Stay tuned for more. Clint, where can people find out more information about you? Yeah, at Liberty Lockpod on Twitter. I will f I will follow you back if you subscribe, because I am Ooh, I like a greedy, that. greedy grifter. Just kidding. Uh, I do I do some like um like special solo shit that I, I put out on my uh, subscribers. So if you guys wanna wanna get a follow back and wanna support my work, I really appreciate it. Liberty Lockdown is the show, and since you're watching on Rumble, I would appreciate if you guys would subscribe to Liberty Lockdown on Rumble. Uh, I have an episode dropping tonight. That's it. Oh, and Tower Gang. Uh, Alex, where can people watch the live streams of your uh, stuff? Steph. Live stream Steph, Steph, of... No, no, here. I'm Put the button on me. Where can people find the live streams of your cult rituals that you conduct in the middle of the ocean? Where, where can you people can find out more about you and, more importantly, support your work? All of the rituals you can see on my Instagram, at Primetime Stein, or my Twitter, AlexStein99. And please, guys, go follow Primetime with Alex Stein on YouTube. I know YouTube's annoying, but... Uh, Go support me, Primetime with Alex Stein. We had a great show. great. We had a great. We had a bunch of great episodes last week. We had Laura Trump on. We had uh, Trevor Bowers accuser. So this week we got a bunch of crazy stuff uh, on the slate too. So please go watch Primetime with Alex Stein. We're gonna link it right now in the comment section so people awesome. could go there and hit subscribe. that like button on Rumble too, guys. Get yep. those numbers up. You guys are not on Rumble. You guys are only on I YouTube, am on right? Rumble. No, we're okay. on Rumble. Yeah, Primetime with Alex Stein on Rumble, and we, we we stream there Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Awesome, Steph. Learn more about me at Steph We Are Change on Instagram. Woo. Yeah. All right, Steph. Thank you for uh, thank being you. the button pusher. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Clint. Steph thank did you. a great job. Thank we got to get over Steph. <laughs> she switched. Good job. Get <laughs>
Thank you, Steph. Thank you, everybody. Really appreciate it.